and welcome back to WTF and Vonadil. I'm Spicy Ryan, and I'm a card-carrying communist with uh, the Fox Danger. And today we're going to be talking about the latest COP interview, episode one, season two of We Discuss Vonadil. You didn't know there was a season one, did you? But apparently we're in season two now. The thing no one asked for, but everyone loves. Yeah, we had a we had a little bit of discussion about that before the show. Like, I I was surprised. I did not know there was a season. They got renewed, Fox. <laughs> they were so successful. It wasn't a twelve episode pilot. Yeah, but I mean, they were they weren't successful enough to pay for the water bottle sponsorship. Though. <laughs> yes, the the unopened sealed water bottles on the table. Yeah, that's what we walked away with. Is wow, they have a tape recorder running a mini tape, and they have unspecified label removed bottles of water in the picture where they're all having a good time that have been. Un, they're still sealed. The seal has not been twisted off. It's like they just closed the door to like one of the employee lounges and like put down a tape recorder. And these bottles are sweating with condensation. So these are cold out of the fridge. They've been sitting there like they look like they're fresh out of the fridge. Like they haven't even been there for about a minute. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. They make me fucking thirsty, dude. <laughs> like I, I want some some crisp cold water. Well, we got these <laughs> these mid aged thirst traps here doing the interview, so I understand. That's fair. Although, Fox, this guy, like you, does have a Hawaiian shirt with some shorts that clash with it, so... Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. This is the Japanese Fox Danger here on this couch. Yeah. That's so funny, too, because I don't even know if I own a Hawaiian shirt anymore. <laughs> he, he, uh... Nobuka, Nobuaki Komoto is your spirit animal here, Fox. Oh. Yes. Okay. The Fox Nobuaki Danger. Yeah. Except he's like... <laughs> A lot more successful. <laughs> Carrot, <laughs> Carrot just says over to me, <laughs> when I said that, she goes the Bukaki danger. Dude, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Gather around, everyone. We're going to have a ball all the time. Dude, that's a, that's a great way to make food, man. You got a Bukaki all over it. Uh, make sure your steak is thoroughly Bukaki before you, before you eat it to reduce right. the risk of foodborne illness. Oh, and, yeah. sure. and anyway, so... We haven't really talked too much about interviews of this nature. We talked before about interviews uh, about uh, the game not ending and stuff like that. We've had a couple times we talked about these, but this is there. There have been all these other interviews before where we kind of alluded to and didn't really do a thing on. But with the nature of things the way they are now, and the nature of respecting everyone's time and not doing an episode every week anymore, if you haven't noticed, uh, this seemed like a decent one because it was very interesting. I didn't know the extent of how COP was kind of conceived in terms of how everything came together between operating on instinct, basically, is what they said. And they said the team was the smallest it ever was at the time they were doing COP because it was the first expansion they had really made because they planned on making Rises of Art with the original game. Like, that expansion was planned out with the development of the original game. So... I want to slap some perspective on that then, because if that statement's actually true, that means they had a smaller team then than they do now. That's what it sounds like. And of course, this is translated, but it's also on their official website. So you can trust this translation instead of like something else that's been published. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, that, that's pretty crazy that they put out such a good expansion with such a small team. That's for sure. And I remarked during the pre-show when we talked about this, the, that they had the same problem now that they did then. Apparently the problem hasn't changed in literally 20 years. So they said the biggest problem when starting uh, development of Promathia is that they didn't have enough staff. So your spirit animal here, Fox, says truthfully the biggest problem we faced when making Chains of Promathia was that we didn't have enough staff. 
I suppose it's somewhat hard to imagine now, <laughs> but it was yeah. but it was thought that once the development of Rises of Art was finished, the scope of operations and work of Final Fantasy XI would be scaled back somewhat. Plus, we started working on the concept of Chains of Hermathia after Rises of Art was released and before the Windows version of the game had launched. So at the time, we really had no idea how important Eleven would become uh, to the company. So they said the Windows version was released here in October 2003 in North America. But the, the team was essentially the small, absolute smallest when we were first working on Chains of Hermathia. As such, I don't imagine that there were any people you could have brought on as staff members. Uh, and he asked Fujito that question. And Fujito said, no, not really with a laugh. So I guess that just means like literally no one knew the systems. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like when they made 11 at first and they made the first expansion, they planned on releasing, uh, like they developed both at the same time, apparently, that they kind of made it a skeleton crew at the start because they thought like, that's it. Here we go. We're done. And then when the expansion came around because the game was still new and it had the attention of the staff, because I guess, you know, it was still popular at that point, so... They go, okay, it's still popular. We'll make an expansion because it's a, a sound investment in our company on this product. And, you know, but it sounds like they just plan to have no real team and do what they're doing now then. I mean, maybe not to the same extent, obviously, but. Yeah, think about it. Like, FXI made them a shit ton of money and they did it with, like, no no staff they had to pay for it. So, <laughs> yeah, I can I can see why they are uh, they were so thrilled with the thing. <laughs> That's for sure. It's like no operating expense. I mean, I'm saying that like ultra, uh, ultra kind of out there, but like they obviously had expenses, but I could just imagine like when you think of like small teams nowadays, you think of like indie games and stuff and Final Fantasy 11 is certainly not that. So I don't even know if I translate this to projecting my private server experience on this. I don't even know if the private server team that I work with now would be considered small. In terms of that, it could be larger than the actual team working on Eleven still. So theoretically, my team that I work with now could be a larger team than we're talking about here. Oh, so you managed to get Fujito and like two other dudes? <laughs> yeah, basically, if it's only like <laughs> if it's only like uh, like like <laughs> six people, then I think we've got him beat. Oh wow! But it does feel that yeah, way where imagine. we have we have the one director essentially, then we have someone who's the equivalent of like. Uh, Matsui, who is like the battle developer, we kind of have the equivalent of that, and that's our one yeah. guy. And uh, you know, then we have other people that that would work potentially as the programmer because there's a lot of interesting stuff in here between the fact that at the time Matsui, before becoming director, was in charge of battle development, and they said that they couldn't release any jobs with COP if we play off of that uh, low staff issue here because the only person who could have added them. Uh, and stuff was Matsui, besides approving them and making them. So since they were so busy doing everything else, they said there was no time to add any jobs to the expansion pack. It's kind of a shame, because I wonder what they would have come up with, and like how that would have changed like them adding jobs down the line, because that became a staple with every release like after that. So. Yeah. Oh, they added so much with uh, Zalart, because you had Ninja, Sam, Summoner. Oh yeah, they like doubled the roster, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. And with how close that was, because that was a, a back-to-back sort of expansion thing, kind of like a, a double album, if you will, that, you I, know, they were kind of fresh I, off it. wasn't as needed. I, I'm still kind of sad, like, we'll never get to see Chemist, because I think Chemist could have done a really cool job. You know, we had talked before about being hopeful about how Mambro was the, the you know, before the 2010 anniversary, how Mambro yeah. was the, the template, because they'd done that with Geomancer. 
and then we could <laughs> we could see it. Theoretically, uh, we still could see it technically, but at this point in the game, no. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> nah. But I mean, it's not. You can you they at least flirted with the idea. It looks like, yeah. There may be a season four or five of this where we find out about Chemist Fox. You never know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, can, I can only imagine. It'll be better than that time I was reincarnated as a vending machine. <laughs> it'll, be, yeah. it'll be better than that for sure. It was such a cute name, Fox. I was hopeful. <laughs> I was hopeful. I like that they had basically um, the guy here who, who was working, if I find his exact thing, Oh, your spirit animal again, Komodo. Uh, yeah. He says at the time they had been incorporating GM calls and stuff into meetings to lead the meetings off as a new form of function, and that that kept the team together talking about all the stuff that GMs were dealing with, which I can also relate to because that becomes a huge part of how you design and talk about stuff and balance stuff when you, you hear all the shit from the GMs telling you what the players are actually doing with the stuff you're making. And yeah, what they're doing with it and how things have broken and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Mostly, yeah, mostly how they're abusing and how things aren't working as intended. Like, this stuff's breaking and not doing this or that. And it's like, oh, whoa. So that's actually an interesting way to lead the meetings off that they did that with. But the guy who was doing that, Komoto here, says that he would get uh, the calls from the GMs and stuff and that he'd be riding his bicycle right to the office in the middle of the night. <laughs> he says he tried to live to as close as possible to the office and he would show up and that even when there was a problem there'd be no programmers there in the middle of the night so he would have to make an order as he said it translated to i'm sure i'm sure order and request or or a point of whatever is a bit different but he made an order to contact the people there the programmers first thing in the morning after biking to the office in the middle of the night he says that for six years that's basically how he lived was living close to the office and biking there right away when he would get reports about the game so they they truly did care yeah, for sure. It's a lot of biking, man. I'm picturing some Ghibli shit. The wind's rising here. I mean, they still look like they do. Like we were talking about the just the picture of them on this and how it actually looks like they enjoy their jobs. I can feel is, that. I can see that. Yeah, I mean that's not it's not always something that, you know, somebody who's worked at a job for like over a decade can say a lot of the time. Like usually they just like kind of deal with it at that point like it's pretty rare that that would be the case i would assume you know people always talk about work just being a means to an end and you're never going to like what you what you do and therefore just do whatever makes you money so you can so you know have a subsistence and get whatever you want but having worked with with stuff that doesn't make money and enjoying it and wanting to do it i imagine that if they found a job like that which is the rarity where they want to put time into it not because they're being paid but because they're so into it that they're enjoying putting time into it even though it consumes a mass amount of time. Like I can understand that. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Like people like to work naturally. So when you finally get something you want to work on, that's actually just a natural human instinct is just to work on stuff you like. Speaking of working on stuff that I like, Fujito worked on the Duelist Chapeau. <laughs> yes, the the Duelist Chapeau. When I first heard this comment, this is the reason I actually opened this interview is because someone was talking about. Did you guys see the interview where they said the Duelist Chapeau was dropping lower than intended? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Because I just released, uh, or we just released, it's not me, obviously, we just released the new Dynamis I've been designing and working on, and we're going for the next update round out of two out of four on Monday. So, like, do working on all the Dynamis drops for months and stuff like that, personally, I'm like, oh, let me hear this doula chapeau thing. I'm very vested in this. <laughs> I want to hear about it, because I imagine that when they say, that it was dropping. And they said it basically, Fujito said basically it never dropped. 
But obviously it did because you you did diamonds back then, right, Fox? You remember the, the Duel of Chef oh. would drop. It just was really low, so it wouldn't. But mm. I took that. They didn't say it here, but I took it to mean that the rate of the pool, because all those items were pooled together, the rate of the pool made that that chapeau didn't drop at like less than 1% of the time. And that was just yeah. because the pool was a lower rate. Yeah, they seem to imply that like the drops did have different weightings because they they actually admit that they they made some uh, some items stronger than others. So. Yeah. Well, Fujito said he designed the whole piece and put the 15 enfeebling scale and the refresh on it. But just, yeah. I mean, it probably just means that in the pool it had a lower weight than the other items. So even though Let's say the pool had a weight of like 5%, but they had the other things in there that divide up what drops at what weight. So they could have given the Chapeau a much lower uh, rate of dropping when that 5% oh, triggers. Oh, yeah, there's in. Chapeau and Assassin's Armlets, man. <laughs> yep. Those two items. They probably made some other stuff that wasn't as good, but they thought it was good drop rare or two. Like uh, what else was kind of rare, but wasn't as good as people thought. Like, like the Paladin body was solid. I don't remember anything being particularly rare outside of those two items, but I mean, I always attributed a lot of that to being kind of bloated because of the uh, the bottleneck. Like there was like a lot of people that wanted them, so it seemed like they dropped less often because there were so many people still waiting. Um, yes, everyone wanted it, even if they didn't play those jobs. Yeah, you had the, the oh, yeah they wanted to get it and then level the job. Yeah. The mid two thousands cringe of I'm using all my points on the pimp hat. That's right. <sighs> Calling it a pimp hat is always obnoxious to me. Yeah, I don't think I ever really called it the pimp hat. Oh, everyone did. People, oh yeah, I know. I I, I heard people. People call still it that do, way. and it's even worse now. People still call it. That? It's like making it's exhibit weird. memes now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like knowing who exhibit is now. <laughs> pimp my ride. Uh, those graphics, Fox. <laughs> Straight out of the seventies. Everything comes back mm. around again. It's so interesting, like when they're talking about uh, Tabnazio proper in here too, like when they uh, when they're bringing up the whole Tabnazio safe hold being underground, so that you know they're they're implying that they wouldn't have to like render faraway shots of it or anything like that. Well, yes, they it. they it's so they were saying that everything was so hectic. They said they worked on it for about a year, and they said they really felt like they did most of it in three four months in terms of how much they crammed. They were cramming most of the development of work into that. And they said things like the promies were harder than intended, which I thought they were. And Fox was like, I just brought summoner. And I'm like, well, I didn't have summoner. Yeah, like my group had like three summoners and we crushed everything. <laughs> I, was on, I was on a gimp-ass warrior sub ninja and it was not good, let me tell you. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I remember at the time the strategy was bring rangers for eagle eye shot at the end. Yeah. I'm like, okay. We had, a, we had a weird group too, because like we had all the jobs that people like hated but at the same time I, I don't know i guess not all the jobs were hated but like we had weird jobs like we had a lot of ninjas we had a lot of summoners like we had a lot of black mages like it was we had, we had yeah it just we had a surplus of like all these jobs that just made most of cop really easy so we didn't really struggle that i gotta much. tell you i struggled on the promies like most new players and shitty players at the time who didn't know the fuck all and i still don't yeah. obviously but those promi fights after losing several and finally winning when we finally won those promi fights they were not uh joke battles they were long drawn out epic people are like like people are dead at the end and you have like like 20 hp left kind of fights uh between the maya doing the throat stab and stuff and everything and carousel <laughs> was a fucking maya was the worst between throat carousel, stab and carousel. Was, was awful oh yeah. yeah carousel was super bad even though shadows could stop it, you don't have the recast. You got to semi itchy, and you don't got no haste at that point. 
So when we did finally win those battles, uh, those were those were some of the most memorable fights in COP. Even though they were the early fights, there was never an early fight like that again that was so memorable. Like not even the BCMs or anything else that even came close to that. That was those were some oh. some protracted uh, trauma engraving memories that kind of went into your head for how good those fights ended up being. Well, they had like an interesting stealth section beforehand too. I guess sneaking like- up. Yeah, so, like, if you were on call and, like, the people were, like, people that you knew, like, you could talk to people while you were sneaking your way through, and there was always shenanigans afoot and all that. So, people I don't know. Sack I, pulling. I, yeah, people sack pulling. Uh, all the summoners were walking with their carbies out, and, and that way, like, if the carby ran off, you knew you were fucked. I remember following the bunkle, <laughs> bumping up and down, yeah. just following it through the, the path. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I really liked those styles of dungeon, especially when they capped off with, like, a, a strong boss fight. Um, but the promise was excellent for how it was now. structured. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Like, then again, like, COP is, is my favorite content. So I'm, I'm just going to say that repeatedly anyway. So. Well, yeah, most people do say that. And while I won't say COP is my favorite content, I think in terms of structure and everything else, I think COP is the defining expansion of the entire game. Yeah. So yeah, it, made, it made you not a little bitch. <laughs> this is true. They, they did make COP easier, and they did. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I was in the middle of COP when that happened, and I was I so I got some of the hard fights, including the mammoths and all that. But COP was made easier by the time I got to the airship fight. And the airship fight beforehand, oh. people in my link show have been talking about how horrible the airship fight was and how bad it was. And to this day, on BG, when you go to the airship fight page. It says mm-hmm. useful things to bring, and the first bullet is your A game. <laughs> that is still on BG. <laughs> yeah, so the, the airship fight was very hard, and the the thing that made the airship fight rough wasn't necessarily its difficulty, but it, that it was a boss gauntlet, and we we weren't used to doing that at that point in the game. Like you you fought one boss, so like when you when you when you get up there and there's like five mammoths in front of you and you like manage to beat the five mammoths, you're like, okay, we're done. And then Omega shows up and you're like, okay, we're not. And then like you go to fight Omega and like ma- you if you manage to eventually bring him down, you're like, okay, we're done. And then um, Ultima shows up and you're like, okay, we're not. And then and it ends up being like like a race against the clock. Like people legitimately timed out on that fight. Um, I think you had like 45 minutes or something. To yeah, people did time out. And that's, a, and, you know, 45 uh, was, minutes is like doing a master trial almost and losing. And it didn't feel like yeah. it does today, where if you lose a master trial, it just feels like you wasted your time. Like you feel like you legitimately failed the fight. And if you lose a master trial now, you just feel like you just didn't have enough time for something that wasn't as generally threatening as that felt like back then. And when you, and when you did it on a populated server, um, when it first came out, like it felt like Lilith when it first came out, like, I like Lilith. Like, that was one of the queues. better high battlefields that came out. There were there were queues of people trying to hop on that airship and kill those things. Oh yeah, on like day one and two, like up to like day four. I think. And that's when the forums were wild. You had Alakazam. You still had killing Ifrit, and yeah. you had you you know had all those things back. They didn't even have auction house yet. That didn't even exist yet as a forum base. And people were all on Zam posting about fucking COP, and it was it was it was something that always. These these are marvelous ideas though. Like, like they did a great job on, on this particularly. And like what we're describing, we don't really get anymore and that we haven't gotten. And they did all of this with just a skeleton crew. And I, you know, props to them, I guess like they did a great job. Like that's the kind of thing that, you know, I, I evaluated on. So they said the development schedule was obviously extremely tight, but I felt that just making it even more amazing, how much content was included in the scenario. 
Uh, and they said that's all because Yaikosan or Yaikosan. I don't. I'm, I, I I can't do that. It's every time with my pronunciations, just bad. Uh, was able to clearly envision what I was imagining and take it way beyond my expectations. And they said, um, "Did you ever think it'd be difficult to achieve something at that scale?" And I said, "Well, we managed to get it done in the end. And I think we are. We all felt that even if everything didn't fit on the disc initially, because this is." They also mentioned yeah, here, this is before nowadays where you could push out an expansion mm-hmm. online. It's had to be on disk and everything, which yep. was 700 and what? Like, so you could say roughly 700 megabytes, but it'd be like 720, 750 megabytes. So imagine making all of COP, all those cutscenes, all the dialogue. It's a Blu-ray. Yeah. It's a Blu-ray, not just a regular CD. So. Was it a Blu-ray? Yeah, yeah, because it was PS2. It wasn't so Blu-ray. It PS3 was, was, was the Blu-ray. It was at least Blu-ray. I thought it was at least Blu-ray. No, no, no PS3 was know. Blu-ray. They didn't have Blu-ray in 2003. Oh, well, maybe it was just... It came out shortly after for PS3. They were like, Blu-ray came out, then PS3 came out later. It was the first console to have Blu-ray. But Blu-ray was like a really expensive, proprietary thing early on in the mid-2000s. Like, people didn't have it. Well, yeah. That was part of why PS3 was so expensive when it first launched. I guess it was just a regular old disc. Yeah, so that's, that's we're talking like 720 megabytes. Uh, so... Uh, they said they got it all done in the end. Honestly, they were so focused on what was in front of them that it felt like the work hadn't even begun until they managed to ship the expansion disc. And uh, they go, since they mentioned Yaiko-san, uh, they entrusted her with a change of Promathia scenario because of how well-received the Windurst missions were. And then it turns out she had also made the Sandoria mission. So they basically had the same person who had made some of the better... Because Bastok was whatever, obviously. If you've done missions, Fox, you agree Bastok's whatever. Sandoria yeah. and Windurst were the better ones, especially Sandoria, I thought, with the Lightbringer. Bastok had like a really weird amount of racism in it. Yeah. Well, was... yes, Bastok was, was uniquely <laughs> Japanese racism in its finest, but some but xenophobia yes, weaved in there, too. Xenophobia aside, it was less good. That is yes. Uh, so, not to shit on whoever made the Bastok mission line, because, you know, I'd rather know, do it, it than not. Bad. It was pretty good. It was, just was not. It was by no stretch of the imagination great in any capacity. But yes, so they had the same person who had made previous missions that were well-received work on COP, so <laughs> so it was good they had the consistency at that time, and that's that's why you make a, a good mission line, is by having someone who has not only experience with the platform, that made good ones, like, okay, what can you do now? And now that they've they've broken in, like everything you first do when you work on something, never that great, but when, you, when you've made large projects or whatever, and you've gone through that experience, and you've tested out some things along the way and, and learned your lessons, then the next thing you make is always dramatically better. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you, because a lot of times, like you can sit down with an idea and you'll have like a million ideas and you'll think that they're all great. Um, but until you see like what ideas actually work, that is, uh, <laughs> that's, that's definitely a thing. Like then you can, you can actually apply the ones that will work out basically. I thought that, Having recently also, I've done the COP storyline recently again, Fox, because I had to do it on Cat's Eye. Mm. So it had been obviously a long time since I'd done it, unlike other people who run through it constantly because they're coming back to the game on a new character. You see whatever, like you see it pretty often, like, oh, I got to do COP again. But I hadn't done COP since like non-eye level. So it's been a hot minute. That's been like, yeah. <laughs> we're talking, what was it? Like since 2012? Like was when I level came out, when Adeline came out. So it's been 2012, 2013. It's been a hot minute. It's been 10 years. So to go through that again, like I remember all the, the Nogma Lada cutscenes and all that, but I ended up to read it all over again. I'm like, you know, this was this was good. I'm, I'm glad I got to do this again for the first time in a while. 
Nice, man. So seeing the things like when you talked about how Tav Nazir is underground, they say here that they wanted to make the hub of COP here the actual Tav Nazir proper because of how well received it was in the opening cutscene. And I agree. Remember that opening cutscene? With right. the, the little Taru's casting Meteor? I mean, <laughs> if we want to go into Meteor, that, that, that was sad. That wouldn't happen for a long time after that. They <laughs> still should buff Meteor, man. Come on. Black Mage needs that Meteor. Dude, imagine team casting a Meteor that has like real power behind it. Uh, be like, so and they could do they could do more than cap damage. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> more than cap damage. Yeah, dude. Just get those six black mages Uncap out there. Uncap damage. Once every ten un- minutes. Uncap it. Uncap it on only one spell, man. That'd be so sick. <laughs> so the problem then become if you can do so much damage with one spell every ten minutes, you could just blast any of them you want, but Assuming you can survive long enough. But then again, I guess every black mage there does have mono wall. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that would be so cool. If only Meteor took all of your MP. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Honestly, dude, if I saw that much damage come out, like I don't even know what I'd be able to do with my erection. <laughs> like, like just just watching all that damage happen, like I wouldn't even need to finish the fight. Like that that is that is the win on its own. Right. It's like in 10 so, when you got to quest all those special weapons. Yeah, you can finally break the damage gap. and You don't even ever need to. You just do it because why not? I mean, I'm talking about shit that will obviously never happen, but that would have been a really cool use of Meteor instead of just letting it fade into obscurity and never be used again. So yeah. I remember Fox for a long time before even Adelum was released on the pre show that people were talking about, you know, we could still go to, to Tavnazia and we still have the far north. We still have all these things, but. Tavnazia was never going to happen because it was actually, we find out in this interview finally, the real intention. So when they say that uh, they chose the safe hold because they didn't have to render from a distance, they didn't have to worry about uh, other, how it was too large and everything. Yeah. They said here that because of the impression the opening movie made that they wanted to create it, but they found it was simply too large and had to come up with a new approach. So they end up designing something that could be seen from a distance. So Blue Blade fell in Mafai's Meadows here when you look at Tavnazia. And then yeah. they started expanding other areas for them. So they just kind of made that picture in the distance that you can't get closer to. And they just they just worked on the rest of the expansion because there wasn't time to work in that. And then they ended up choosing the safe hold here, as Fujito says, because it had to be rendered from a distance. That was an, a minor advantage. But it fit the story better and it was smaller. And that's a big zone, frankly, too. So Yeah. Like I, I never had any problems with Tavnazian safe hold. In fact, until reading about it in this interview here, like I never felt like I was missing anything. I always felt um, like Tavnazia exactly. wasn't central enough to things. Like it was just it was a big part of the COP storyline, but like you never went there otherwise outside of Dynamis. I don't know about that. Like when COP came out, I remember a lot of us used Tavnazian safe hold as our hub. Yeah, but then like it was it was connected to another auction house. I don't remember which one. It might have been the Outlands auction house. Yes. Um but yeah, like we basically all set our home points there. That way we would get to see quickly and, and all sorts of stuff. Like it was like we, we basically used that as a hub for, for quite a while until yeah, know, C stopped being When playing. TOAU came out, no one ever went to it again. So it just feels, and even when TOAU was gone, it still had more staying power as a hub than until Adeline came out to finally kill everything. But before then, <laughs> TOAU was like the greatest hub over COP. It had a better auction house and a better like a layout of the whole city. Yeah, you can go to other cities from it by trading those coins. Like it was a, it was a great central thing, and most of the content was in TOU too. Coins. 
Yeah, trade those silver pieces. Oh, unless you use the free yeah. Taru, that dirty free Taru in Alzabi. Teleported you to weird places. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you end up in Quiffum. Like, whoop. You, nothing's better than tr- than talking to the guy and saying warps. And then when you're in a black screen, you see the text pop up. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's another NPC that kind of does charming. that when you're in a cutscene, like with black screens coming. It just says whoops. That's super charming, though. Like, I, I'm yeah. all about that. Like, yeah. you hated it at the time. But I'm all about that now. As a new player, <laughs> let me tell you, I was using the fuck out of that free Taru. And when I became a respectable endgame player that I never was, I ended up using the paid Taru a lot more. What are you talking about? Like, when I was a respectable endgame player, I still used the free Taru. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. When you would you try to use the paid Taru afterwards, um, you had to trade a certain number of coins for him to send you to Relude Gardens. Otherwise, he would just send you to one of the outside areas outside of the city, and then when you built up a special loyalty with him, he would send you to Rulud Gardens every time, which was the more desired place, obviously, than being out yeah. in the wilderness on a rock in uh, Saramak, on top <laughs> of the pillar, the, the broken wall or whatever, which is a nifty spot they chose. But if you tried to trade him after that, he would, he would basically be like, you, you reek of that cheap magic or whatever. He would, he would comment that you, like, you smell like a cheap whore or something for using that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. That was excellent. It was it was like the most petty dialogue ever. He's like, "Oh, I see you've been using the free guy." It's like, okay. Sometimes you just use the red light target. He was okay. he was like a, a French chef, very offended at some fine dining cuisine choice. Like, how dare you eat, <laughs> you know, French fries? You, you filthy right? philistine! How dare you? It's really funny coming from you too. <laughs> I like me some fries, man. Mm. What I don't like is how fucking people in the uk call them chips, chips. yeah <laughs> and how they call chips crisps crisps is fucking garbage i don't like that term i mean you could call chips chips but i mean I, like i can accept fries as chips it seems yeah, like i okay. try to use crisp every moment i can like, but, crisp but, but crisp seems like something like an apple slice or something it's not a fucking chip that that's that's crunchy that's you know Look, i, guess you I would never crispy, but it's not a crisp i would never associate the word crisp with apple slices <laughs> I mean, they you? should be, yes. What do you like, call I would it? Never, zesty? I would never zest an apple. Wait, actually, no, that's not true. I have zested an apple before. But, <laughs> oh, okay. Go on. I don't know. I, just, I was just making, uh, I, I was trying to like avoid having to cut up apple for curry. So I zested an apple instead once and it wasn't zested an apple. Well, yeah. I'm not using zest as in like literally taking a fucking clementine and going over the, 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 the plan, the plain thing. Yeah. Going, psh, psh, psh. I'm talking about zesty as in like when you like take something citrusy or, or like juicy as a fruit and like yeah, you like squeeze it a little bit and like you like that that that's that's zesty to me. It's not yeah. like zesty is like the literal zest of the rhyme. Historically, the only time I've used the word zesty is like when I talk about people's life choices. Like if, if someone's wearing some body <laughs> spray, be like, oh damn, that's some zesty ass body spray you got on. It's like either like an aroma or like a, a way to describe some juicy item. Like not like the literal like oh here's lemon zest like that's just zest zesty is different than zest. <laughs> it's, it's the details that matter, Fa. These that's colloquialisms right, here. These colloquialisms. So at any rate, they had wanted to add that and they didn't get it, and I think that would have been frankly fuck Adeline, uh, Tav Nazi on the hill there would have been the coolest little area. I mean that just would have been the best place of this day. People would be hanging out there just because they can. Maybe. I, I, it depends on whether or not like there's other things near it or how long you had to walk there. And I guess like, the traverse. There, there, there were a lot a problem, of other factors, but, but yeah. still, just looking at that thing in the distance, that would have been an awesome ass place. Sure, there would have been a dynamist yeah. there. 
Because I got to tell you, Dynamis Tavnazia in that cramped place, not not the best area. I mean, it's yeah, I wasn't cool. a fan of that one either. I didn't do that one that much because of it, honestly. Yeah, it's, it was the worst one, I think, but it was kind of cool. But then, in, in, besides being like when the coolness factor of doing it in that city like that wears off, you're like, man, it's a little cramped in here. Yeah. Like uh, Sandoria works great. Windurst works all right. The stalk's pretty damn good. But then, you know, Tavnazia. Mm, I always prefer the Outland areas anyway, like COP's Dreamlands or Busadine or something, because they're just open. You can do stuff. I feel like space is an important factor of doing something. Otherwise, the challenge becomes partly your surroundings when it's in a, a cramped place like Top Nausea. Honestly, I, I'm just into Dynamis for Tones.Wav. Tones.Wav. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember we used to we saw Gon call and get get into that like acapella. <laughs> we heard like the reverb through the call. It was so good. <laughs> Thanks, Skype. When you, you're so Skype, good. oh, that'd be the worst. When you get on TeamSpeak, oh yeah, dude. More ventrilo. Oh yeah, dude. Skype. And you always had that one guy who like didn't have a headset too, so like you actually heard the reverb. <laughs> oh god, the echo. There yeah, was we had a good time. There was we no push to talk then, Fox. Uh, yeah, we definitely didn't. <laughs> Then there was that guy who made the failed Facebook clone for Final Fantasy XI slash WoW. No one cared about the WoW part. And then he tried to go, hey, what else can I do? Oh, everyone in my link shows using this Ventrilo and TeamSpeak thing. Let me just make a version of that. And then that became Discord. And everyone's like, wow, this is great, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's great when this guy repurposes existing ideas. Yeah, I mean, we're using it right now. Yeah, thanks. Used to work out great. Thanks, Stanislav, the ultimate 11 <laughs> person. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I interacted with them quite a bit. But, anything uh, I've ever heard about Stan from his eleven days doesn't flatter him, and then anything I ever saw him work on, like guild work or whatever, doesn't flatter him as well. So there I'm was like, there was nothing any of us did that was really that flattering, man. Well, yeah, but I also saw shit. recently I was looking for for some certain specifics about Dynamis Lord, like very minor trivial things. I'm like, wait, is that exactly how that was? And then I found his video, and I'm like, oh, Stanislav. Didn't even know you had a video, but now I do. I can't say much. My videos are also equally as bad. Intentionally, but also equally as bad. There you go. At least my, you know. My wife has to tell me, or worse. But, you know, thank you, honey. Yeah. I, I appreciate the vote of confidence over there. I do prefer the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. At any rate, so they also obviously had some of the best zones. I think that the Ravine site was honestly one of the best Final Fantasy XI zones of an expansion. It is awesome yep. in there. It is fucking cool. Yeah, it's still one of my favorites. And they were saying that when they made mobs and stuff for that zone, it was stuff they didn't even imagine would be in a zone, like buffaloes and stuff. And like they, they made stuff that like, they were impressing themselves. They were like, wow, we're doing this. <laughs> I mean, really, like the main thing that I remember being in that zone were hippogriffs. <laughs> they were terrible you know hippogriffs wyverns and bombs <laughs> i think by the time wings of the goddess came out and hippogriffs were everywhere in grauberg hippogriffs were finally yeah. cool but when you're like a level cap player and you're vulnerable to these true sight mobs that were not easy because you were level cap yeah, and everything you didn't fight them. <laughs> yeah they, they, like the mere it was like imps imps were super weak but the mere idea of being aggro with no trust or a true sight mob when you're trying to run by it would just you would just basically get obliterated Hey, what's this fan tattoo? Oh, oh, oh my god, all, all my buffs are gone. He took my buffs with this nobody song. What's this choke breath do? It's the worst mob ever. <laughs> choke breath. Oh, no, I'm terrorized. Like, that mob had a legit like, moveset. Yeah, 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 that dude. was a legit moveset. Like, that's a, basically, COP introduced a lot of mobs like that, though. 
where they didn't they they kind of took like what we took as like boss move sets for granted. Like they just started like slapping that shit on regular mobs. And it made the game a lot more exciting and that, that lasted to this yeah. day because you had other mobs in the game that had those bad move sets later on, like Maroliths and stuff like that. Doom. Yeah, Doom from the, yeah, the, 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 the Taurus giving Doom. That was a big one. People didn't know what to do. The fucking Minotaur straight up Doom. Holy Water became the biggest item. <laughs> the defense down from the Fomars, that super defense down, like minus 75%, huge. And again, I mean, circle it back to the interview, like like it's just a a small team came up with like all of these things that like we look back on and we 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 claim to have hated back then but i actually look on it pretty fondly i Not never exactly hated like cop it was like the biggest challenge ever yeah it was great and it wasn't a challenge in like uh sheer like oh it's the hardest stuff to fight at times it was but a lot of it was the biggest challenge ever of having to at the time traverse the world when people would talk about having a static for cop and you had to make sure the footwork was done before your next static date when everyone got together, you had to go make sure you do your footwork. And people yep. would hate if you didn't do your footwork. And all the footwork was was walking around the world for an hour doing cutscenes because there was no fast yep. travel. And yep. it took so much time that you would just basically like, okay, guys, there's a lot of footwork here. We're going to stop until next time. Do your footwork when we back up. But just traversing the world and everything, it was like this this all-encompassing legendary challenge that never was touched again, which is part of my CO because the, the, the accolades that it does and the acclaim it has is because of just that whole factor of how big it was. Like there was no expansion in terms of what you did in the world, where and how far you went, and what you what happened to you, cutscene wise and everything else wise. There was some some really epic cutscenes that surpassed COP that came after, obviously, because they had learned more and they had the storytelling advances and everything. But the the encompassing overall factor of COP was so massive that it was never touched on again, which is why. It wasn't only just the defining part of Eleven, but why people look back and it like, wow, this was the greatest expansion. And while I don't think, personally, I liked it more than the other stories, I mean, to me, most of the expansion was story. So I will say it's not my favorite expansion. But I do think in terms of what it means to this game, it was the defining expansion. I remember the biggest thing with COP is that at the end of it all, I felt like I got cheated out of getting Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Phoenix used to save you. There's no more Phoenix. Yeah, fuck that. Until Roha came back. And so, like, there's so much story. in the other games. Like, why can't I have Phoenix? There's so much story and nuance that you just get lost and forget when they, like, suddenly have things like, this wraps up all the stuff in the game neatly. It's like they have Phoenix come back. You're like, oh, wait, it's been forever. What's this whole thing with Phoenix again? And Aroha has Phoenix. And what's going on? Sure. How is this a plot point? <laughs> I did think it was cool when you're doing COP and there's certain sound effects you kind of never got again in the storyline when you're doing cutscenes like there was uniquely for that time like when you're doing a, a cutscene and, and the music's playing and that whatever and then suddenly Tenzin's blade is shaking and vibrating and has like this like this high-pitched wheeling noise I'm not gonna make the noise I, I almost I started to I'm not gonna do it yeah I, I was I was waiting for that yep yep <laughs> not doing it it's this fucking like tuning fork sound that I do not need to imitate that his, oh, you, you can't imitate a tune tuning no fork? no I, I you can you can carry a tune but you can't tune a fish what? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was just like these these noises and stuff that would happen, or like uh, you'd be in the middle of the cutscene, and just the music just stops, <laughs> and it's like it has this dramatic uh, tension for a second, like the like, you know, it was always that same music. The I'm not gonna do it again, but it would be the mystery. Oh, the you mystery, almost you almost do it. The mystery sounding music it. where it'd be like dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun yeah, you know. 
that's just part of it. I'm not going to do the rest. But it would be like that that music that just stops and something happens. A lot of Tarus were involved in COP as well. More than other stories. Yeah, I, I hated those children. I, well, <laughs> yes, the children, not so much. But the Tarus in general and the storyline throughout it were, were, there were more Tarus than usual. I think that uh, Yeiko-san there likes Tarus. Oh, got rumors started. Well, it's better than Galka's fox, because we got to think about Galka's later to talk about for five seconds. I hear they're dummy thick. They are thick <laughs> as fuck. So part as well of COP they talk about here is the ending song. Uh, I didn't know it was Distant Worlds until, like, the thing came out later when Funkworks is like, oh, it's Distant Worlds. And I'm like, oh, that's what that sound is. I now have a thing to put to it. But I do think that the the special music they put here at the end that capped off all of COP that they talk about here for a section, they say that they can't imagine, uh, can't imagine the ending without Distant Worlds playing. Uh, so they always figured it was uh, decided to include it from the project's beginning. Is it what the interviewer asks? If I was a good person at reading things. Uh, they go, uh, Komodo, your spirit animal here, Fox, goes, from the very start, I had the desire to make something memorable for the players. Actually, I've never really said this publicly, but I think that for those of us working on Final Fantasy XI at the time, and pretty much everyone who played the game uh, that was part of our life, so to speak, I felt a variety of different emotions every day I spent in Vanadio, which I think we can both agree to, right, Fox? Um... I don't know, were a lot of those emotions anger? <laughs> Variety of emotions. The excitement of playing through the content and leveling up my character, the hardship of the difficult battles I faced, the excitement of each new discovery, ellipses. That's why I strongly believe that we needed to create something that would cause people to look back and think about all of the fun and interesting moments they'd experienced over the course of the game. I figured that if we didn't do something along those lines, Final Fantasy XI would just end up becoming a game that we used to pass the time rather than something that was more memorable than that. And then that song at the end was very, I mean, it, it really capped everything off. That was, that was pretty solid there. Yeah. I don't know. I was never really partial to the, the song. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, if you don't, if you're not sentimental, it's just like another moment. But if you look at it after everything you've gone through, all the cutscenes and everything, like they compare it here to how the battle against Shadow Lord was a capstone for something. They wanted to create something on that par where people think about all these different things that they've gone through. So I think... It, well, they definitely yeah. one-up the Shadow Lord, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, they one-up Shadow Lord, for sure. The Promathia fight was was a challenge, so... Um, yeah, I remember I remember people having trouble with that. I had to help a lot of people through that fight. A lot of people said that that was easier than the airship fight, though, so... Yes, it was. Um, every, every single fight after that was technically easier than the airship. Um, save for one, what was it? It wasn't the pots. It was not, so not the pots up in the uh, the tower. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't that. I don't, I don't remember, but I, I I do remember that there was one fight that was that I considered more difficult than the airship fight. And I don't was it the Prami Vazel against the three bosses or no? Um, because they weren't too bad. No. Um, no. let's see. That came before that. Tenzin anyway. was after that airship fight. It it was uh, it was something out in sea, and I don't remember what it was. Well, when you get to sea, you have to go talk to the three pillars and fight the NMs. That's not bad. They, that had, to, they bad. had to go inside and escort that fucking Quasm thing. Oof. Maybe it was the pod fight because... The pod fight was the four pods to go back and heal on the uh, the platform. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, maybe tower. I didn't like that one for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I didn't experience... I didn't have like difficulties with COP. The there's, way there's the human in the basement that transforms and does purple blade and stuff. No, no, he wasn't. Okay, so it's not not the uh, the disc guy. Yeah, I think it, I think it was just the pots fight for some reason. I think I think we had an idiot that kept waking things up when they shouldn't have. Because <laughs> well, I remember we did like elemental seal sleep to make that happen. Yes, you did. Yeah, and they would keep I, healing I themselves think, otherwise. 
I think we had a, a couple issues with that. But like, I, I think I didn't one for one the airship fight. I think I like one for two. But like, it was, it was that fight in particular. Like, we we just always had someone derp constantly, and like we were, we were arrogant people too. So like, we oh, were you were. That. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I remember like we we were like even considering like kicking one of them <laughs> because he was just so he was being so stupid. But yeah, it was uh, just for whatever reason that fight I had always considered more difficult because that's the one that I personally struggled on. But I mean, that's going to be that's going to be the same for everybody, right? Like not everyone's going to con- consider like all the fights, you know, of equal difficulty. It'll just be like whatever you had available at the time or like how many times you had to try to go through it, that sort of thing. I guess it was the pot fight for us. <laughs> I found the story kind of hard to follow the first time through because I'm not smart. But uh, well, it was kind of hard to follow for us because it was disjointed when I went through it. Because like I went through it like the day it released, and it released in waves. Yeah. So like I, I honestly had forgotten a lot of the time like what had happened before. But like I remember every arc was still like gripping enough like story wise that like yeah. It still, it still, it still seemed good, even though like me at the time was not like as much of a connoisseur of stories. So, like I remember, I, I just I thought it was pretty good. You weren't in your cigar and brandy phase yet, right? Yeah, we're and bathrobe far more pretentious than I should be. That's for sure. With one of those uh, fire starter yeah. logs in the fireplace. The fire starter logs, <laughs> dude. Why not, man? If it works, what do they call those logs? Dude, I think they're just literally fire starter logs. Yeah. There's a brand. The ones the ones in like the yellow bag or whatever. Yes, it's the yellow bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> you either use that or like old magazines. <laughs> well, you don't want to burn magazines, man. That shit's terrible. Uh, well, I mean, I did the best. <laughs> best fire starter logs 2023, because of course there has to be some uh, engine optimization nonsense to get you looking at the best starter logs in 2023 because the ones in 2022 just aren't good enough anymore fucking stanford art adventures a made-up fucking bullshit website trying to use credentials of sanford like stanford university but sanford because it's like sanford and son oh look top choice number three the regal flame human skull ceramic wood large gas fireplace logs logs for all types of gas inserts I feel that there's got to be some sort of setting that Carrot can use that will restrict your internet privileges. Uh, the, the parental controls. And it says, keep your family and home safe from any toxic fumes with the Regal Flame gas logs, <laughs> skulls, pebbles, and accessories that burn clean. Sure. They burn clean, Fox, because all things that burn are clean. <laughs> Forget starter logs. We have clean skulls. It's, it's like clean coal, except it's a skull. Let me just go out back and get some treated wood. We'll I did right. not think that this arc was going to take me on the best starter logs, and that number two was a skull. I mean, <laughs> who this, buys this? A, is, uh, a this skull. is your journey. It's skull. <laughs> Literally, the first one's a log. It's the uh, Pine Mountain starter log with two G's, and it goes skull, 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 and then some fire pit with tongs, and then skull again. And then a, a bunch of skulls, eight part skull kit. Are you sure it's not just like written in windings or something? No, 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 no. Let's see. This is the FYZTCOCPT imitated human skull gas log for indoor or outdoor fireplaces made of metal durable for more than 10 years. <laughs> From your favorite brand, FYZTCOCPT, all caps. Do you ever get done with one of these podcasts and think to yourself, <laughs> like, this is what we've become? 
<laughs> Fox, you know, when I'm sitting there at a fire pit with my favorite FYZTCOCPT skull, yeah, <laughs> complete with um one of the one of the eight skulls here, <laughs> only the oh. one in the corner. <laughs> Uh, with fire, uh, Photoshop fire coming from its eyes. Let me send you this picture here, Fox, so you get the full. Oh, I I cannot wait. <laughs> there you go. That that's the picture we're talking about here. The 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 one that's burning is smaller, of course, with these Windows ninety uh, eight SE flames around it. These are ten this years long. You, this is what you choose to fill your time with. I just I, <laughs> I well I wanted to think, look at a, a brand of Firestarter log, and then I type this in, and we get the the best logs of 2023, and we have most of them are skulls. Apparently, skulls are logs. Hold on, I I'm just gonna like slap this image somewhere, just context free. I'm just gonna see what happens. <laughs> you're gonna put it in general, or you're gonna put it in trash channel. Oh no, no, I I put it in just a completely unrelated channel, <laughs> like just just a random random and, and what the channel food or something. From my Discord. Oh no, it's not even in our our, our Discord. Oh no, <laughs> I, I went I went outside of it. It's just contextless. I'm gonna put it in general. Let's see what people think. Oh okay, there we go. <laughs> Fox and tell you can tell them if you need the brand name of that in case they're interested in buying it. First of all, it's rated an eight point eight on Sanford Art Adventures. There's a Sanford Dash Art Adventures one word dot com. Uh, it is an eight point eight with a check mark next to it. That's their uh, their score they've given it. Uh, and it is the F-Y-Z-T-C-O-C-P-T. So if they need to know what brand it is to pick it up. This is 7 out of 10 here. They've rated it, you know. Something, something about the skull just doesn't even look right. Like, it doesn't even look like a human skull. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the kind of thing people put on their bike tires when they were putting little custom, um, like, little caps on the, the, the little air spoke thing. Looks like this is the kind of thing they put on it. They put, like, one of those little red dice. With the little the red little dice they put on, or it'd be one of these skulls. Back when people had bikes, they did stupid stuff to in the neighborhood. Okay. You never had that, Fox? People put like little little caps on their the little tire spoke vents, and it'd be like a skull or a dice. I uh, no, we never did stuff like that. Although one time we did actually have the dude who like clothespinned a uh, a playing card to make it sound like a motorcycle. That was that was the thing. I was a little kid, and I remember the older kids in the neighborhood said. Uh, when the playing card thing came up, that that sounds like shit and that's stupid as fuck. We don't do that. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it it did. But, uh, I was a we, single digit age, so. Yeah, we we didn't. We, we none of us were cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of whatever. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Now that we've uh, now that we got another school yes, phase, out yes, of this. yes. So going back to where we were, is uh, it possible? Yes. The last thing was here that stands out. <laughs> going back i don't know i don't remember where we were before that fox but we're, we're going back there uh it's fujito here so one wow. thing that stood out to me was for all these years everyone posted angrily because they don't like things they get and being on the other end of that now it's always fun to see it myself and it's uh no different than what everyone complained about then just i'm like i'm on the receiving end now and i'm like uh you know i can see it but everyone would say the devs don't play this game. They have no idea what's going on. They don't. They they're clueless. They just apparently make stuff with no concept of the game and release it because they don't play. They just sit in a bubble and so, imagined up this eleven stuff one day. So like you don't strictly want the devs to be the ones playtesting the game because they're too close to the product. You said this pre-show. So like, they never they're, actually vented it. Uh, 
Yeah, so like they're not going to find issues that that we're going to find because they already know too much about it, right? Yes. So the fact that people bring this up just tells me that they don't like deal with testing much. But um, you know, like your devs should know what's going on in the game. It is cool that like sure they could play it and they could probably get their own feedback. But what's more valuable is the feedback of other people a lot of the time, uh, the ones who aren't related to the project because you don't know how the a lot of times, like you won't know how like your users are are actually going to use the product, as opposed to how you had expected them to use the product. So, uh, so like, as far as like balance concerned and things like that, they may they may just be inherently playing it in such a way because they designed it that it seems balanced to them. But if that never clicks with the people playing it, it's going to seem unbalanced. So we released an NPC that stores your currency and forgotten items for Dynamis on Cat's Eye Fox. And I was mm-hmm. the one who tested this NPC. And I go, I'm going to see if I can break this, see if I can exploit it, see if I can get extra currency back and everything. And I did find a way to exploit it and get extra currency back and did mess around and break it. And I said, here, fix this thing. Hey, and this congrats. Thing. Yeah, and I go, okay, we're going to make sure that it's not exploitable. They don't get unlimited currency oh. and break the whole server and everything. And I sat around testing it for a while. And I go, okay, I haven't been able to break it. And we made some changes to it because they weren't getting the right things. And I go, make sure does this or that. And I go, okay, it seems good to me. I haven't been able to break it. I keep messing around with it. Let's just move on to the next thing now and be done with this. And then the NPC comes out and I'm at work and I, I like allude to, I go, Hey guys, there's this new NPC to hold your stuff. And they're like, really? And people start going to it and trading their stuff to it. And because uh, some of the things they were trading weren't in the NPC, the way it was coded, they started losing their items and I'm at work and I go, fuck, 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 pull it, pull it, pull it. Because I'm not around to do it. And I go, people losing their shit, just pull it. <laughs> and so I'm going nuts. I go, oh, fuck. This is on me. This is I fucked up. And then what happened Private was it was the most experience. it was the most basic thing in the world that when I was hearing it, I'm like, how did I not test that one thing? I go, how the fuck did that get? I go, how did that's like the most obvious thing? And it just didn't even occur to me. I go, too close to development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, when you talk about people being too close to the game or too close, like that's the, that's the balance at the strike is you don't want people that just play because the way that they see it, you want a certain type of development and quality from a team that's not just players because players will make whatever players want, not necessarily what makes it a more engaging or better product or balanced. In fact, players, when I look at the recommendations all the time of players now, because every day people are like, you should just do this instead. Because they know that they're going to be heard on like with 11 where people don't bother saying anything because they think no one cares and listens, even though the, t- the team still apparently hears and cares from things I've heard. I've mentioned before in the podcast, they apparently still watch and care and they think that everyone hates them because they bitch about them so much. But since they never reply, everyone thinks they don't exist and they are limiting what they can see and do. But they do they do hear and it does. They, they, they do get hurt, apparently, by the things we say, which, you know. To be fair, there's certain things you do that you should be heard over by when we, when we criticize what we have. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, players have the worst idea suggestions, just absolutely the worst stuff. Like when they think of it and say it, when they complain about, oh, I don't like this or whatever, you go, okay, what do you like? And they make a, they respond back with what they do like. These are like the most horrible, worst suggestions that are fucking just absolute dog shit. Just dog shit ideas and suggestions. Just like, I want this. Let's do this. And it just it has no no nuance, no no consideration for other things of balance. It's like it just they just spit the fucking stuff out like a fortune cookie and expect it to work yep. universally. It's just bad. So when you have it's people, also free. Yeah. Well yeah, but when you have people it's, it's the same I, I'm comparing oh. this, I'm projecting this on the same process that they went through. Because the thing we're still getting at here is they said Fujito said that 
Uh, I know the amount of time that the QA testers spent playing the game and the way that, that they play are completely different from the actual players. Players need time to prepare, and not everything was level 75 from the beginning either. Uh, they also have a varying number of players in the game at any given time. Still, even with all that in mind, I think it was way harder to get the item than originally planned, which is what was said for the chapeau. And oh, basically, yeah. the, the comment here between the lines is that the QA testers, when they test it, are completely different from the actual players and the way they're designing, and the QA team gives them the feedback for how, basically, uh, this isn't this great, you should probably change this, look at this balance, this doesn't work, this is broken. So the developers can then fix those things, because the developers are there to develop, not necessarily to play. And basically, yeah. the team that everyone says that the developers have no idea they don't play the game, the QA team's the one that's relaying this to them. So basically, the the team itself and the QA team are different from the players, so that there's a complete disconnect between those two elements and that's why for all these years everyone's like they don't know shit about this game they just do it and it's like because the qa team is is not uh the same as the players and it's just they're not they don't have the same meta strats and the same way of viewing things and the same inclinations to do this or that they're just there to like test it and that's how these uh so, miscommunications happen so when when players like give this derpy feedback and stuff it's like oh that's a really stupid idea or whatever like it's so it's still a free idea, and it's also an idea that you may not have had on your own that could lead to a different idea. So, like, it's always valuable. Like, it, just because it's it's like dumb, most like, of it's some, sometimes they're valuable, but they are usually dumb. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it 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 kind of helps like give you perspective too. It's like, well, this is also what your player base is thinking about. Yes. So, it is easy to kick the the bad ideas when they are down, but yes, it does give perspective based on where they are. So when you make something, you know exactly how they're going to feel about it. Yeah. So I mean, they may want that, but if enough of them are saying that they want that, but you can't deliver it, it's like, well, maybe I can make this like slightly adjacent thing. Like, you know, there, there's all you, like you can all, all data is useful in some way. Yes. You just got to look really we, we have hard meetings and, and, and went really, really long at it. <laughs> we have meetings and there's this one guy um, who's been there for quite a long time. And when we talk about X or Y or things we're thinking about, he'll go just like this. He goes, dude, the players are going to lose their minds. <laughs> just just <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> because when you see enough feedback, you end up, you end up getting a sense of that. So yes, the, the, all, all that is not worthless data. It does give you the perspective. So. Mm-hmm. It also lets you know that it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> also well, very important. It depends. It depends who's wrong in what case. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. But I think that was pretty much the whole summary of all. Like you could read the whole. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put a link for in the description of of the actual interviews. People can read what we were talking about and going off of here. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Well, they can see the picture of the bottles of water with the yellow caps that are not broken <laughs> seals with the tape recording the table. With Be very careful because it's just going to make you thirsty. Like, I really want to drink that water. <laughs> it looks so good for some reason. They are the hand-sized bottles here, and I've never seen one with the yellow caps, so this is a purely Japanese brand. Yeah, they're like a one-chug-and-done bottle. One-chug-and-done. These, so these are the kind of things when you're playing a sport as a kid, they hand you out these little bottles because they're cheap and out on you, and they want to give everyone a fucking big bottle. A normal human-sized bottle of, of, of a beverage. A normal human-sized bottle. This ain't no 8-ounce mini can. Get that shit out of here. 8 ounces. <laughs> How many shots of water is this? So, Fox, we also have coming up a version yeah. update coming. And apparently, besides this purple-ass flan that they are releasing that looks like the purplest of gelatos you've ever seen, but that you said is probably the Ambuscade version, too. And I, I think it probably is as well. 
which Probably. I mean, thanks guys. That's hey, if, if they enjoy making it, power to them. But also, no one gives a fuck about version two. I've but always again, said that. No one cares about version two. Just shouldn't even exist. Flan is not actually standing in an ambuscade arena. Yeah, that's. I thought it was when I saw the picture. I'm like, is that is that the thing they're talking about? The that's something one. I just noticed right now is that it's not standing in the ambuscade arena. Yeah, because they say there's a new battlefield coming, and when I see that flan, the first uh, thing I think of is the ISNN ISNM Happy Caster. Uh, see if they're just going to recycle ISNMs now. I, I think it'd be great if um, they had ISNMs again because those were really good. I hope it's cool and that they have like drops with like interesting gear. Like that's the only thing I ever ask for. Um, whenever I speculate on these things, is I don't want the gear to be powerful. I don't give a shit about that. Like I, I want the gear to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, this thing and is or, in a or full of fashion. Like, this looks like can, an NPC even Fox because it's in literally a room with a carpet and some banner. Oh no, you know where that might be. That might be. Um, remember the uh, targeting the captain. Targeting the captain. Yes, for Barbarossa Zarells and the automaton attachments. It had a monkey oh. pet on the undead captain. This looks like he's in like that room on the pirate ship for that 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 special uh, TOAU BCNM. Oh, did they reuse that area? Because that'd be awesome too. But either way, it's cool. Like I know it's probably not going to be a master trial because they would call it a master trial, yeah. right? But it's cool that like. They said that we'd be getting master trials and that kind of comment content and stuff, like as they can develop them. But just them just giving us a battlefield that we weren't expecting, like this is just good stuff. Like this should, this should leave you feeling oh, yeah. pretty good about the game, you know? Yeah, because that background he's on looks really cool. It looks like some TOU kind yeah. of stuff. So I, I I can't parse it honestly. Like, well, look I, at the look I, at the I, look at the window behind him if you can see it. It looks like I, it's a broken I, window I, with. Uh... I have like. Control scroll wheel up this to the maximum. It is so zoomed. <laughs> and it has like what looks like a billboard in the background. And then there's like well, to, behind his right eye, behind bend. him is a window. And it has like the stage. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess it's like a broken window. So, yeah, it looks like this probably takes place out in a zoo file somewhere. Yeah, I, I think it's that captain's room on the ship. I haven't, I've actually never done that BCM yeah. targeting the captain. I've never done it. That's why I'd be able to say for sure if this was or not. But the walls. I probably the, have. I just don't remember. <laughs> the walls on the right have the uh, have the kind of uh, decor, like it has the uh, the weird bookshelf and the slash by the heart wings head, and then it has on the wall there's like these flyers and stuff. So it it, it looks like the pirate ship That's in cool. uh, in Reef. So maybe you go to the cutter for this one, which would be really interesting. That is kind of sad though, because like my group was really hoping that it'd be Cloud of Darkness high tier battlefield. But <laughs> now, once I saw that flan, I figured that flan was it. But yeah, the heart wing is version two. Yeah, I, I just assumed the flan was ambuscade because usually they put their ambuscades. But it's next side. to the ambuscade mob fox. How could you? Yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. So yeah, it looks like it'll be some sort of flan BCNM. So that'll be interesting. Bring your bring your magic damage and your regular damage for when it bring changes your black modes. mages. Yeah. Go blow it up. And uh bring six black mages and cast meteor just for style points. You know you want to. So, segment we weren't asked for, but we're going to include anyway, Fox. Oh. I, uh, I this seemed this a bit unnecessary, dot, 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 from Matthias Krios, oh, Bastok yeah. straight out of Siren with an 8 in the STR, straight out of Siren. Fucking poser. Wow. Guy's like 40 years old, putting straight out. Like, he's out of Compton here. He's out of Siren. A, a server no one plays on, or slash doesn't exist straight, anymore. Straight out of Siren. Straight out of Siren. Well, well, good for you, man. I hope that works out. Homosexual out of siren. 
So, <laughs> so there is a page on the BG Wiki for the Voracious Resurgence where you have to talk to Gumbum to stalk mines, then talk to Dancing Wolf from Rabao, so the middle half, and then go into right. the Quicksand Caves. And there is a note there, and it says that you have to have either the Lodestone key item to go past the weighted doors, but it also says yeah. in a sub-bullet that has a very thick, with five Cs, red box around it, that says mm. dummy thick galkas with a K uh, can okay. open the door solo without a lodestone. And the person said this scene had been unnecessary and squared it with a giant oh, red thing. You're right. The, the K is unnecessary. Just replace that with a C and you're fine. Yes. Thick galkas on BG. And then you're spelling thick right. There you go. And all of the comments basically yeah. of, of great rate ups here are that the OP is wrong and this is correct. We have fabulous cap 1146. Are they wrong? Uh, Arthur Digger saying, as a Galka, this is accurate. Cooch uh, <laughs> Ket saying, Galka's got that thickness with the Q, baby. We have Quirty Twirty123 saying, seems a fair assessment to me. Then we have Poison of Asura saying, if you look hard enough, there are a handful of random jokes strewn about BG Wiki that the moderators have allowed to stay. Look up Henwin if you want to see that page. <laughs> Someone so... Someone made this thick Galka's thing and someone removed it on BG and I restored this bullet point for this post to actually happen because someone removed it and I was going through and I saw that and I go, no, we're restoring that. And when someone made <laughs> Henwin, a different random person put that that uh, Black Cauldron Henwin pig in there and yeah. then someone removed it twice, in fact, and I've restored Henwin Whoa. multiple times to this day. I protect that Henwin page. That little, that little Black Cauldron Henwin shall remain forever on BG. Good for you, man. Stand up for it. No one else will. <laughs> oh, except for those people raiding down that guy and that thing. <laughs> someone, someone named Captain Schmidt here says, considering the game has about 30,000 active players or so, this is perfect. Don't take your niche community too seriously. And then there's about 30 of the yeah. comments saying they aren't wrong. This is uh, written by the Council of Taru Tarus. Uh, it's true, though. Galkas aren't that muscular. They're just fat. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're pretty thick, man. Like, it's not wrong. <laughs> someone says it really explains the why, though. You're just jealous you're not as thick with two C's, not a thick ass Galka, and move on. And someone says, very Why unnecessary? Yeah, I don't know. Like it just it, it this whole thing just kind of makes me sad. Like, like, why is this a big deal? Someone goes, <laughs> But but it's true, and you're not reading a scientific paper, relax. Yeah, there you go. There that, that sounds like my sounds like my response if I had one. <laughs> someone says seems necessary to me. I don't see why people just don't fucking chill. <laughs> so it says they just skip like day. They got hit with the thickness. I'd wager this was written by a proud Galka. Oh boy. But that's that's that little bit box. That's good, man. Yes. We needed that in our lives. I don't know about this wee business, but <laughs> Fox, I needed to bring that to your life. I needed to do this. Thanks, it was part man. of my I was taking the bicycle to the office in the middle of the night. I had to make an order to say that you had to see this. That's right, because I haven't really dealt with like one stupid person a day, but now I've done it by proxy, so it's <laughs> pretty great. You know, I was enjoying my, my day of just being a shut-in, and now it's been ruined. I'm sure you can <laughs> get back to your otakuness whenever you wish. Excellent. Oh no, we have a we have an email, Fox. I'm checking right now. We got an email. That's impossible. That would mean that someone has to listen to the show. <laughs> from from Squat Vert. Oh, wait, is it from a scam? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It says, hey there, exclamation mark, no comma. 
Forgive me if you've answered these questions in the podcast. I went through episodes two through four and then just oh, listened man. to ten. Wow, because, you know, fuck, fuck five, six, seven, and eight. Oh, boy. Um, this is a day ago they sent this. The tiny URL isn't working, nor is the Discord link. What is the name of the podcast? You know what? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You know what? I probably just answered my own question. Really? I mean, welcome back to WTF Ivana Deal. I mean, I, I think I've been saying this since episode one, Fox. You know, in this is episode 133. Email, in order to send us an email to begin with, you have to type in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad we could help you out, man. I'm, that's that's why oh, we address boy. these emails quasi live. <laughs> is the link show on the server uh, likely WTF Ivana Deal? No, it's actually WTF Ivana Deal. WTF Ivana Deal was taken. Uh, let me know if I'm wrong about that. I'm looking for a link show where I can ask questions. I've spent so much time playing MMOs on my own as I'm just sick of being surrounded by silent or negative players. I'd like to return to the game. And, uh, we are very negative, Fox. We are not silent. Look, though. man. Look, man. You're like, you're joining Final Fantasy XI. Like, most of the people who play this game are like 40-year-old virgins and they're angry at <laughs> everything. So, yeah, like... <laughs> I don't know if you're playing the right game for what you're looking for, <laughs> to be honest. Is that true? Yeah, I think that is true, my dear. What? 40-year-old version. She goes, is that true? Carrie goes, does Fox know? Wait, do I know that? Wait, what do you mean? Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Does wait, Are you saying that you're I'm a 40-year-old virgin? I'm not 40. <laughs> she, says, she says, I'm not 40. Mm -hmm. She didn't say she's not a virgin. Yeah, well, I'm on the next episode sure of WTF Bonadio, we talk about what yeah. is coitus. <laughs> I hope not. WTF Bonadio is coitus. You know, I wouldn't put it past us, though. So I'd like to return to the game and actually contribute something to a group. That's why I'm sending this email after listening to the Social Dynamics episode. I don't even remember the social dynamics of it. That's where we gave people motivational and courage, Fox. We encouraged them. Uh, that doesn't I, sound like something I would do. I listened <laughs> to it while working, and I stopped dead in my tracks after hearing that there are actually other people who want something community-based instead of just getting what they want and then sneaking away. I agree. Uh, I want to be part of an actual community and do something more than just completing old content over and over again solo. Have they tried white nationalist organizations? Uh, so sorry for Whoa. the long message. I'm just taking a break at work. Yo, don't don't try those. Just send this email. Scott. Don't, don't try those. Uh, S C A U G H T. Scott. So you can join. You can he join he got Scott doing something. You can join the link, Sean. Is there? I had to put it in the concierge. Actually, I'm going to do that this episode. I'm going to make sure it's in there. There, there we go. Um. There are there are people who who hang out in there, like from what I remember. So what people I remember? do. I don't know. I haven't logged in in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I also I was logged um, in recently, but I logged in to go to Monastic Cavern to mark up where the mobs are in retail, so I could make the spawns correct in Cat's Eye. Because that's that's actually not true. Like I I log on to do my group stuff that I try to schedule, but like lately I had just been. I I had not been able to go. Like I was always already raring to go last night. I was gonna. I was gonna go stand around and watch a shark kill people, but uh, like Limbiscuit Fox, you were ready to go. That's right. And then I got an email, and I had to fix something, so I couldn't even do that then. Oh, no. So things happen. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been on a little bit, but uh, there is like 
a newer player base within our link shell that 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 seems to team up and do things and they're they usually uh reach out about that sort of thing too like they usually say hi in the link shell and stuff like that and they seem to earn the stuff that they get i i can't confirm it obviously so i mean if that sounds like it's up your alley feel free to join and you'll probably run into them um you'll probably run into me and spicy at some point too but um i i'll just say it right now like i i don't usually say things <laughs> i'm very reactionary um most of my communication takes place in the discord um but in my specific channel with my static um uh, fox reactionaries go to the gulag okay yeah i guess sure <laughs> i've been getting the itch to play again fox so i miss my black mage i mean i, I want to see this new hydrate battlefield maybe i'll start playing again for the battlefield sure i just i just don't really have a, a reason to is why <laughs> i i've I'm done with all the stuff. It's not that I've quit. Like, I'm not saying that I quit or anything. Well, like, Fox, I can always play with you again. It's always, always fun when I play with you and things go disastrously uh, disorganized and horrible, right? Yeah, because then it's more interesting than just, like, pub stomping it, right? <laughs> it's like a bad jazz song. I, it's weird. Like, I've, I've, like, come so full circle in this game that, like, I just want everything to go wrong in a run just so that, like, I can feel things again. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously though, it's like nothing's more fun to run than when it goes wrong. Like watching Spicy like run into like a bunch of stuff and like nobody is going in after him. It's like, well, he's gonna die, and I guess we're gonna have oh, to figure out how to get him out of there. I have no <laughs> no regard for my own safety or the rest of the group's well being. So true. It's so true. I just run out. And if it works, it works. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I've had enough. But yeah, I mean, like, my, my group just dicks around with V25s. Like, we we just gotta like have as much fun as we can with them. Um, you know, Fox, you know, World War One. everyone knows World War One, of course. So, of course. you know, imagine two trench lines staring at each other for months. I'm the guy who just decides one day, you know, it's been three months of this. I fucking had it and just runs out screaming into no man's land and gets shot and killed. That's me. Got my <laughs> rifle over my head screaming. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was proving a point. <laughs> but well, he's dead now. Well, he so. died in that hill over there. <laughs> he did die on that hill. Slumped right over. Shot between the eyes, and I think someone blew his dick off. Yep. And and not in a good way. It'll be really unfortunate when we get a hold of his letters that he meant to send. <laughs> <laughs> we can only imagine what's in those. My dearest vegetable, how I crave the scent of your heavenly bush. Something, something, <laughs> coitus. Something, she's something. looking at me. She's looking at me. She's... Those are what they write in the front lines. You ever see the war letters of that era where they're they're talking about how much they miss fucking their wife, and they write these they write these. Not everybody that played this game was a forty year old virgin. Well, yes, everyone everyone in the trench is hoping to finally consummate the marriage at forty years old in, in the trenches of 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 Normandy and and, Someday, and fucking maybe. Flanders fields would be more accurate. My dearest, when I come home and propose to you, I'll throw this body pillow aside. I will be an otaku no more, and I will walk the way of the normies. That's not true. There's going to be a really clever threesome. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey, <laughs> lean over this pillow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I've had a threesome before. No, no, you get in the back. The pillow rides up front with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put your put your hand in that pillow's face, honey. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, Sakura-san. Yeah, Sakura-chan. I used the wrong yeah, fucking a lot word. of are really angry people who play this. <laughs> my wife's dying. My wife's dying of cringe. No, it's not important for the podcast. No, it is not important. 
I mean, I feel like every time we bring up a topic, we should probably ask ourselves, is this important to the podcast? I don't think that gets asked enough. And this is this is clearly this is clearly a case of, of us not asking that question enough. So and, and you know, a few people ask, is our podcast listeners learning? That was Can you book. repeat that sentence? A few people ask, is our podcast listeners learning? It's a bush joke, Fox, but that's okay. We went from one bush to oh. another. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> so. I was just having a stroke and or Okay. Yes. So Carrot says you're angry because we don't think about it. This matters or not, and you don't care. Wait, that I'm angry? Yeah, she wants you to be angry, so we move on from this point. Says I'm upsetting Fox and oh. making him angry. She's no, upset. I don't. Now. I don't really get mad about these things anymore. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of whatever, man. <laughs> you know, you don't get upset because it is necessary. And are they really wrong though? That's a Galka throwback. So anyway, Fox, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, I've just been busy. Like weirdly busy, weirdly busy. Um, yeah, because like I'm not consistently busy, but I'm only busy when it seems like I want to like get stuff done. <laughs> like the the classes I have this quarter, it seems like everything is like suddenly due on all on the same day from like every single class. So like I have nothing to do, nothing to do, nothing to do, and then all of a sudden I get a fuck ton of emails, and I'm like, oh my god! And then everything has to be due. It, it's it's really weirdly scheduled. Um. So was your life like a walking pose law or something? I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I guess that like the biggest thing is, I just I just have a lot of like really weirdly conflicting stuff. So I I really hate not being able to like say that like like for my group or, or whatever. Like I hate canceling on them, especially when it's last minute. Um, but I can't commit to any time frames right now, which really sucks. And and I hate being uh, someone who's unreliable that way. Um, that's like my pet peeve with myself is when I can't be a reliable person. Uh, so it really throws me off. My I've never not seen you be reliable. So yeah, like I'll, I always communicate and I always make sure that like people understand what's going on and things like that. Like I just, I just can't even guarantee that right now. And it's just a lot going on. It's not necessarily that I'm like miserable or anything like that. Like it's, it's just, it's just weird. And I, and I hate being that kind of person. So like, I kind of am really hard on myself lately, um, for being unreliable. So that's like, because that's my big pet peeve. Like, I just, I can't stand it. Um, but yeah, I haven't really logged into the game much. I keep trying to. <laughs> I tried to last night. Um, but I ended up having to fix a packet decoder instead. Um, let's see. You know, Fox, that's a riveting tale of which everyone can relate to. No, it, it, no one can relate to it because they have lives. A packet so, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is for decoding network packets but um it's not really even complicated mine worked and then uh it got kicked back to me because uh the professor couldn't compile it and i'm like that's weird because i compiled it in, in command line no problem it's a c program like i think GCP, fox I, i've learned the meme <laughs> i've learned the meme for this it is um as i've learned it so far it worked on my local yeah well, I ended up getting full credit because it did actually work, and but I ended up changing it. And it, it works. It's it's not really worth going over the details. It's just I had to do this. I got this email at six thirty last night. It was a half an hour before I have to start getting ready for my group, um, because my group runs at seven thirty. So I log in at seven and I make sure I have all the pops and like I'm job changed or like because I have to like pre change into my jobs because I have so much gear. <laughs> well, it's a good so thing I, that I handled this squat uh, email here then, so you were free to handle <laughs> your other email. No shit. Yeah. So deal with that email going off. Anyway, really boring stuff, but I'm sure people can relate to being busy sometimes. And, you know, I just, I just, 
I'm really hard on myself when it comes to that. Um, well, people on this game can't relate to being busy, Fox, because they're 40 year old versions. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's getting so, busy. Let's see. The other thing I usually talk about is like how big of a weeb I am. Um, so I will say that uh, there's a show right now called Free Ren. Um, it is oh. the best anime of the season, um, hands down. It doesn't even need to conclude. It is amazing, and people should watch it. Uh, Free Ren at Journey's End. Um, it follows a millennia old elf girl. Like it's um, oh no, it's 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 a fantasy. Uh, so it's entirely like based on like swords and magic and stuff. Is so, it Isekai or no? No, it's not. It's straight up fantasy. Okay. And so she's no she's, truck, she's basically like part of this like heroes party, right? And but this story takes place after they've like defeated the big evil and like what happens afterwards. And because she's so old, like she perceives time differently than everyone else. And like the human people, they just die. And even like the dwarf is getting like really old and stuff like that. And she realized that like she never getting all of them. Oh yeah, dude! Like it, it, it basically talks about like the side of those fantasy stories that you never get to see. What the death and aging of the population? Yeah, yeah, and how populace. and how like and then the the population just like forgets about their heroes. The nihilism and... of the population of an anime. Oh yeah, dude! It's it's actually it's actually really incredible. Um, so it's it's a beautifully drawn show. Um, the characters are all really interesting. Um, it is absolutely the best anime this season. Uh, and people should watch it if they have not. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got going on. Like, it's really boring because like all I can really do is talk about school stuff, and occasionally I get to play fourteen, occasionally I get to play eleven, but it's not nearly as much as school stuff. So, so. we opened the anime channel up on the Discord. I noticed there's been some activity going on in there now lately, and there's been some some. I didn't even know Blue Spoons is into anime, but we've had some people commenting that usually don't talk on the thought, anime channel. I thought Blue Spoons wasn't, but her kid was or something. Like, I don't well, want to talk about her child on the internet, you know. Much, well, but. neither do I. Obviously, <laughs> well, maybe not obviously. Nothing with me is obvious. It seems sometimes it just kind of happens. Yeah. When when things happen, it becomes oh, it's obvious that would happen. But when things don't happen or in the process, it's like nothing's obvious at the time when it comes to me. But then like everything in retrospect with me is completely obvious. But yes, I mean by proxy, when your kids into something and you're doing it with them, you kind of become into it yourself, unless you just kind of try to abstain from it in all manner. So it doesn't sound like she is. So it sounds like she is now into it as well. She is now broken Hopefully. into the world of being a 40-year-old version watching anime oh with her kid. God. Yeah, I, I hear it makes you a better person. <laughs> well, I, I hope that uh I, I hope that they end up watching some good stuff and that they don't get sucked into like Yeah, put you put put them put the anime that you're talking about now and in the channel there so we can I want I want to pick it up too because oh, I, got a gingerbread in one of these hats. I sure. gave you that gingerbread cookie like two hours ago. Wow, how did that not get eaten? It's literally in she's it's literally like her hands are on the keyboard. I put it between her hands hours ago. And she didn't fucking know it was there. Well, my wine was gone hours ago. Yeah, so I, I think. I had no reason to look in front of my face. You're playing. Like your hands are there. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, she's making the gingerbread men dance. Okay. So now I've lost my train of thought because of you and your fucking cookie. Something posted on the internet. Yeah, well, yeah. We, that, that was pretty much done. So there we go. <laughs> But yes, put that there so I can, because I've uh, been watching Shangri-La Frontier in the mornings with Carrot, mm -hmm. and that's uh, it's an isekai, but it's basically the guy plays trash games, and now he plays a good game for once, and now he's all into it. So it, it's, so, it's got good art and everything. It's okay. It's, it's not bad. He went from 14 to 11. <laughs> Did they? She's making a joke about 14 being a trash game and playing 11. Oh, I don't know. I mean... There, it's like apples and oranges, man. Yeah, I've I've never seen any fourteen subs, but in my feed on Reddit, 
Uh, one popped up for uh, 14 shit posts, r slash 14 shit posts. Mm-hmm. And I posted it today in the trash channel, and I figured maybe you might also appreciate that post. Oh, I don't know. The trash channel has been muted for me for like years now. Hang on. Wow. It's the Joker <laughs> one. So I, I've never watched it. I, I actually ended up watching this whole like like four minute thing he made. He like he put it in. He put that scene from the Joker where he kills uh, whatever character late night channel character that Robert De Niro is playing. He ends up uh-huh. he ended up putting that whole series in Japanese. Or maybe it's in Japanese. He just took it probably. It's the more likely. Now that I think about it, it was probably just an actual Japanese dub of the movie. And he took the Japanese dub of the movie and put his text over it, which sounds a lot easier now that I'm thinking about it. And so, oh. so apparently everyone was posting shit posts of the Joker and this guy made like this five minute long uh, Japanese dub thing about shit posting. And it involved, I, I was I'm watching this. And I'm like, you know, Fox might actually appreciate parts of this. I can never say would appreciate this because you never do. It's just like maybe this one moment out of this whole thing, Fox might appreciate and say it wasn't worth that one moment. Um, I don't know. I like if it's about like shit posting fourteen. Like I guess people could get, still go do that. It, I guess it, I it honestly <laughs> sounded like I was reading a Final Fantasy Auctionhouse dot com post about how every player shit nowadays. It sounded like I was oh. reading that within the context of fourteen. I mean, I'm pretty bad, but like, there's a lot of people who are pretty bad too. So, like, if everyone's bad, is anyone bad? I guess that's Whoa. what you have to kind of ask yourself. Whoa, you know, we're not trying to get that deep here, Fox. That's 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 deep. That's yeah. You that's watch deep. people do some. Ri- so you can watch people do derpy things in eleven, right? But like, when people do derpy things in fourteen, usually they just instantly die, <laughs> and oh, it's you know that's pretty it's satisfying. hilarious. It is hilarious every time. Like, you'll you'll watch like. You'll watch 24 people run away from something. And I'm sorry, you think it's 24 people until you realize that you counted it and there's only 23 of them. And then you'll like, you'll look back over there and you'll see that one dude so resolute, just like standing there, DPS and his balls off because it's always a DPS. And you know it's going to happen. And then he just explodes. <laughs> Didn't dodge the color just- shapes. He did not dodge the colors and shapes, the the giant telegraph that just occurred, and then he just becomes a memory because you know, like I, I'd always commented on it. Go, how, how fucking brain did he to be to not dodge the circle? And that's all this fucking game is is dodge the fucking circle. Like you're playing uh, yep. Twister, and you landed at the, the spin around red, and you got to dodge red. I mean, in, in Twister, you'd be touching so red, but when you but when you there start is someone, the game, when you start the game, there's a lot of just like dodge the color. Um, when it becomes layered, that's when people start to like freak out and not understand like you actually watch people break my brain can't process big rectangle along with parallel big rectangle that's laying on top of it on top of other like circle shapes and stuff yeah like one bar across another bar made a plus i can't i I can't it's too big so many times like well there's an order of the explosions as they go off or whatever and they overlap each other a lot of the time and watching people's brains break and not be able to figure that out is fucking it's it's fucking chef's kiss dude <laughs> like they just they just explode and shut down and then like you just watch their character just come to a stop and just die <laughs> like they just stand there and just so in, let it in cat's eye for the dynamis 2.0 <laughs> there's a trigger that heals the mobs when they do a certain mm-hmm. thing and they can't figure it out, and they keep. I keep watching them not being able to figure this out. Where they they keep healing the mob if they do some certain actions, uh, yeah. certain weapon skill combos, and they can't figure out that they're healing it with a skill chain, even though they keep healing it with the skill chain. And they keep asking like, "Why does this thing keep healing?" <laughs> and they just keep <laughs> skill chaining it and healing it. They just they're getting angry. They can't figure it out. It's like you tried not skill chaining it. 
And they just, because of course they don't. They just want to DPS their bulls off, like you're talking about, where the guy doesn't move out of the yeah. circle. And the equivalent here is they keep healing it so they can't beat it. And if they just, yeah. I mean, the, that, that, that player chain, exists everywhere. Oh, yeah. That player absolutely exists everywhere. But it's know. hilarious because I get messages like, why does this keep happening? And I just respond back, lol. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I actually respond back, lol. And why not? Why not's my other favorite one. I go, why not? I remember we were doing like some raid content or whatever. My buddy Phil plays the game too. And uh, Superior Phil. And oh, well, I don't assume plays, it's the other Phil. Yeah, he, he, he plays White Mage, right? And for people who play 14, you know that White Mage is not a tank. <laughs> people who play 11, you know that White Mage is not always a tank. <laughs> so it's better so than some here DVDs. we are. Again, it's content where we're like 24 people deep. And he just he just keeps running. He just He just runs right up to that fucking Hydra. And I'm just watching him do it. And he's just like, oh, we didn't start. And then all of a sudden he's tanking the start of the fight like an idiot. It's so good. I'm just watching all these other people like panic and like scramble and try to like save what he's done. We end up fighting it in the wrong position. And then like so the Leroy. go off and like everyone's brain breaks because they're not in the same spot they always are when they do the content. Oh man, it's so good. A, a critical it's, error has occurred in explore.exe and brain must close. Absolutely absolutely dude you shift one thing just ever so slightly and just people's brains breaking is like and that happens at 11 too when it dumbfounds me because when i when i've done stuff with you fox and stuff's happened on the fly like let's take uh the kalonga video for example that we have because that's one of my favorites naturally where hacking in the tank goes down and we just we don't like panic and run around in circles and get our head bit off by a (laughs) t-rex we just keep going on with the fight and we adjust and we like the attention shifts is necessary like we just do this dynamic thing without even thinking about it we're just like well we're going to keep going and see what happens but like yeah. when for, for other players, when anything no longer goes to plan, they just like it's just like uh, like the tape skips and they just like the, the record needle goes and they just they scratch the record and just like panic and have no ability to think on their feet. And kind of I, I see it, too, when I'm watching these new dynamic scenarios we've made. Come on, Whitey, get over the laptop. Ah. Sorry, the cat's walking on. the Go. Go. When we're watching these fights and they're they're like. They're doing stuff and they're like, someone dies, say the tank, and the mobs are like running around now. They start like panicking and they just stand there and don't run an AoE range and they just stand there and get like beat on or needlessly AoE'd or whatever. And I'm just sitting there and I'm going, why are you guys standing there waiting to get hit by this truck? Just just move. What are you doing? Just I'm watching these fights and like, what are you doing? Move. And they just they just kind of like like don't. And they just I'm like, okay, I guess I guess that's the challenge is people can't when something goes wrong, everything stops. Like like everything just just ends, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and, and this sort of thing happens to me sometimes, too. Like, I, I mean, one time, fell sequence, sequence broke me in real life. So, like, we went down to the corner store to pick up, like, some energy drinks and some snacks. The and corner chairs. store? Yeah, dude, we just got out of the corner store. We like, so we drive down there. I, I, was, I was driving my car. We go in. We, we pay for stuff. I, I, I paid for my stuff first. And then um, and then he comes out, and he, he gets in my car, and, he, and he, he just closes the door, you know. And then I'm just sitting there. And he looks over, he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for you to get, oh, shit. Like, I never saw him leave the building. I only, I only saw him enter my car. So because the sequence <laughs> broke, I didn't know what to do in that moment. And it was like the funniest shit, dude. Like, it happens to everybody. Like, that happened to me in real life. And it's a really funny story. So that's why I want to say it. Like, like, because he didn't leave the building and he just got in my car instead. Like, he, he literally sequence broke me in real life. 
<laughs> so so I didn't I didn't start my car or anything, dude. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I may not be the smartest guy, frankly, I'm pretty fucking dumb. But when things happen to me in the sequence breaks, I just go, okay, let's figure out what we're doing here. Like I might get confused or something for a second, but I'm like, okay, we're gonna continue. And yeah. so I drive most days. And when we go to the the store on the weekend or whatever with character get groceries and shit, like she drives for various reasons that need to be explained. And when I go to the car, I'll start walking up to the driver's side door and I'll be like, oh, wait, it's not my fucking car. And I'll just do it randomly. And I'm like, why the fuck did I do that again? I just did that. <laughs> and then some days it never happens for weeks and there'll be a day I'm just like, I walk up to it for some reason. I'm like, why do I do this? And there'll be months where I don't do it. And one day I'll just be like, I walk up to it and she'll go, are you driving? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. She laughs because she asked me. I'm like, I'm not driving. Nope, I'm just. I'm just derping instead. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I could go to the passenger side door because I put the shit away and I just walk over to her side for some reason. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> the sequence breaks. Yeah, dude. It's it's crazy what happens in real life. But I do what see the game is kind of whatever. I do see people freeze. And I always wonder, like, why do you freeze? Like, like the sequence broke, but you realize it breaks and you just go on. Like, you don't just stop. Like, it's like they've lost all direction. And they're just floating there in like a river, like, like bobbing like a buoy or something. Oh yeah, and I'm really good in in like most like panic situations too because I don't panic and you don't panic, yeah but I mean but like it, it like, like I'm saying though it can happen to anyone and it's just always hilarious when it does so I guess like the biggest thing to overcome is just like when it does happen just try to like snap yourself out of it like when it comes to eleven or something just you are you know, the if you're fighting Kalunga just go raise that person <laughs> you are the elevens Clint Eastwood you just basically just stand down squint and, and spit your tobacco out and you just look down and you're like mm. that's basically died. that's basically you you know you just you just you're not you're not phased by anything there's no panic in you whatsoever you're just like you, you just you and everything with you is the good the bad and the ugly and every one of you is just staring down whatever with no reservations there's just yeah, no it's fear super, in your it's eyes. super funny because, like, I'm usually the one who heals our, our Shulsi runs uh, for our RP farms. And I go in there on Scholar, and, like, usually Scholar is pretty autopilot, but, like, sometimes Norcris pulls, like, You everything. give deadpan commentary, too. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm just like, wow, I sure hope Norcris doesn't die. <laughs> like, he's sitting there at, like, double-digit health. That's like, about twice as excited as it'll sound when you say it. You'll be like, I yeah, sure hope Norcris doesn't so die. Funny. It's so funny. So all of your all of your not being amused by my antics and horrible shenanigans basically translates to the same thing when it comes to. So if people need context, imagine how you're unamused by all the stupid shit I say, and it just translates yeah. that to how your general reaction is. Yeah, it's not just me; it's just a natural phase of you. That's right. Like when you 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 say, you say that that weird dude in the the Hawaiian shirt was my spirit animal or whatever. <laughs> I'd say that that in all reality, Ben Stein is probably my spirit animal. Oh God, don't be Ben Stein. Like there's just no reaction. Pick whatsoever. a better, pick a better spirit animal. That's the guy who always says that evolution is lightning striking a mud puddle. He's the most obnoxious guy. I meant like, I meant like from a personality standpoint. I know what you mean. Like right but... now, right now, I'm a lot more colorful than when I'm like serious and trying to get something done. Like, I so perpetually like when I play eleven, it's just I do the job. Per perpetually, <laughs> everything in your reaction field in the range of dramatic, uh, everything dramatic reaction that you have. <laughs> Is the uh, roll call and Ferris Bueller's day out? Yeah, basically. you're you're between Bueller and Fry. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's pretty useful in eleven sometimes because like you'll watch somebody die and it's like, well, there is a triage to this. <laughs> I I will address this in a moment. <laughs> it's kind of like when Felgar was disappointing you and you had to write these long diatribes out about this or oh, that, my God. and you would put some sass hidden in there. Yeah, 
it's just just to see if people read it yeah. <laughs> and then and then when That's you actually get, why i used to do that is and then is you get called out on copy pasting and not fixing one thing i'd be like well like he would never pay attention to the other things every other night and then when something went wrong he'd go back and read it afterwards and he would point out the errors in it that he'd never read the first time and it'd be the most infuriating fucking thing in the world yeah well it says here to use water carol for this fire mob Yep. Actually, the songs are wrong. Had in there. The songs are wrong the whole time, so it's not just me. There's... What is it with people and personal accountability, man? I don't. I don't know. It's kind of like how being upset about a Galka being a uh, thick dummy is is you know dummy thick, man. It sounds to me like a thick ass dummy boy wrote that, and they were very upset that the that they were the Galka, and that little Galka like, was me. Like somebody who's got some thickness, right? Like it's completely <laughs> reasonable that. You would call a Galka, you know, thick because they are <laughs> like, well, who, who is actually going to get have like the hurt butt because of this? Like that person is just like trying to cause an internet drama. Like that's all they're doing. They, they have not gotten enough attention in their daily life and they want to bring some attention to BG because hating on something like spicy adjacent is the thing to do. I, so. you know, I am really great. Speaking of hating on stuff, there's this. Uh... How are you doing? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read this here, Fox. But what, what, what kind of what hate speech do you have for us today? So, well, well, no, I'm not gonna read this, Fox. But here's the title of this oh. other Reddit thread: I adore play online. Oh yeah, just imagine that. Like you do, or no? That the person's post says I adore play online, and the whole thing is about how they like play online. It's not like I it's mean, not like a sarcasm. Like it's the worst ever, and they they go they literally talk about how great play online is. I mean. Play online like kind of has like a bop to it if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> it has a bop to it. That's called that dolphin. Piano? It's called dolphin.lav. Oh, is it? It's the, the noise for the it's called dolphin, yes. Oh. I've mentioned that before, but it's one of those trivial details that gets lost. Yeah. I didn't know it one? until PlayStation 2 because back in the day when Wings of the Goddess was the latest expansion pack ever, and uh I wasn't playing on the PS2, but it would break and I would have to fix the PS2 and it would be typically the laser issue. And I ended up learning lots of things about PS2 from reinstalling play online and stuff over and over again on it, which was a typical part of the process all day long to get it fixed again. It's the worst thing ever. And so I ended up learning that Dolphin was the name of the tune for the play online music because I would go through it while installing it and be like, oh, that's Dolphin. Okay, gotcha. Excellent. There's been some, I mean, for how dead the game has become on retail lately, but there's been some posts here on Reddit. We usually have dead that is. Here's one, the joys of mining. <laughs> and someone just posted their mining results, and it says they obtained two pickaxes from the shop. Their pickaxe breaks. They're unable to mine anything. They're able to mine anything, and their pickaxe breaks. Man. That's got to feel bad. That's that's typical mining. They probably that guy... Because, like, what's not said there is, like, there's that travel time to that NPC to pick up those <laughs> yes. two pickaxes. There's, like, you know, 198 gil they'll never see again. And then, like, there's also the travel time, like, out to Fallboro Mines. And, and I'm pretty sure they didn't use the, the telepoint because, like, you want to use all of those those ones at the very beginning. Because the reason they're mining is probably for that, like, Bastok 2-2 quest or whatever. The, the optional one that you didn't even have to do to begin with. Yeah, that's what they're in Zara <laughs> and, Mines. Yeah, and uh, if that even is the right quest, who knows? I'm just kind of like spitballing out of my ass. But like, no, I think correct. Like, they went out there, they broke those two pickaxes. They did not accomplish their job, and now they have like to run back easily an 11 minute run back to Bastok. And like, that's they can use the book, I guess. But it's time still. they won't ever get back. Like, <laughs> and, and now they've posted about it too. They're just oh, yeah. like, it's a meme, you know. There you go. They're they're compounding. 
the amount of time that they've sunk into this task. It was yeah. so meaningful, Fox, that whole thing you described, the waste of time and everything, that they had to make a post about it. That's how important it was. That's right. It struck a chord enough. Because if that post never got made, they would never be validated. Well, I don't think they did it to be validated. I think they were just going through the game. And it's like, you know what? This thing in the game and people just share those moments. And that's kind of how that is. It's not like validation. Like, well, look at me. Mining's the worst. Look at me. It's kind of like, like, you know, like uh, look at this Final Fantasy XI moment I've encountered. Isn't this so Final Fantasy XI? And everyone's like, Oh, I'm yes. validated as a, as a person, not necessarily the thing. Like they, they finally got acknowledged in life. Well, I don't think they, they, I don't think the point was to be acknowledged. <laughs> I was saying, I think they were just trying to share. This is 11. Yes, that is. 11. I know. I'm, I'm just being an asshat. So I know you are. I'm just trying to be, because the validation thing is very real. I'm trying to be fair about it. Oh, but Fox, Fox, you know what today is? You know what today is? This was posted while oh, we're doing this podcast. This oh, is- today's, today's the 28th. Yes, yes, it is. It is the twenty eighth. You are, you are in fact correct, sir. But this was posted. This was posted while we've been doing this podcast, Fox. Today, today, this this moment, this day, Fox. Today, we we can confirm someone played Final Fantasy eleven right here. That wasn't a robot. Right now, today. Today, this very moment. Today is the twentieth anniversary of the NAPC release of Final Fantasy eleven. Look, guys, we made it to the 20th anniversary all over again. Feel the disappointment? Do you feel it? Do you feel all the all the air in the balloon just let out in a sad, long fart? I didn't get all the things that I requested on that forum that one time. So, yeah. Here's, here's the, ultimate, the ultimate I'm making a post kind of comment here at the end from the OP. Did anyone else start their FFXI journey on October 28th, 2003? And the first post is, yep, I remember logging into the Halloween event. Woo! That's dating them a bit. That's, I was not nope. around then, I'll tell you that. I started in, like, November. Sometime in November. Uh, 2003? I think so. Goddamn, Fox. You were also, you also were that little boy. Yep. Like Kamala Harris, you were that little girl. Just like it. <laughs> Just Man, I did not know today's the 20th. I, I mean, look at the timing, Fox. We couldn't have planned this better. Everything went according to plan. I mean, that was the, that was the secret mission. It's what like a, Pee-wee's celebration Playhouse. Hit. Yeah. The secret word was said. Anyway, how am I doing to move on and yeah. finish this podcast? What are you doing? Uh, I've been rather good. I've been enjoying going to the bakery. I have, as I said before, established the quid pro quo of I know you, I get discount. There's no return there. There's no no pro quo, but okay. I I I, I guess you know it, it's it's always good. So, uh, most of my stuff has not been in retail still. Of course, as I said, I'm getting the itch to come back. Because uh, when I was running around Black Mage and getting aggroed by Easy Prey mobs and Mystic Cavern, when Invisible would fall like an idiot, I'm like, you know what? I'm blowing these motherfuckers up on Black Mage. And when I did it, I go, you know what? I miss blowing these motherfuckers up on Black Mage. Yeah, because it probably took like seven minutes. <laughs> no, they're they're like level sixty-eight mobs just killing one nuke. I had to hit my macro. I had to hit Control Space Bar with my thumb real quick. I'm like, whoosh. oh, the dick space. The di- okay. You hit the dick space. I had to use my dick space macro. Okay. For those who are unacquainted, Fox and I have a joke about how I have a dick space in my my gear swap, and mm-hmm. I was dick spacing all around that that confined cavern with my dick space, and I was there blowing them people up with my cult acumen set. Because I didn't just want to hit F11 and put my code on. I'm like, let's call Acum in this. And I'm like, you know what? It's been a while, man. I miss someone from my static, Hoondi, in fact, Fox. Hoondi finally popped up uh, a couple weeks ago. How is that possible? He popped up. He's been gone for months. He's been gone. And he pops up and goes, 
hey guys, I'm back. Are we still doing anything tonight? And everyone kind of laughed at him. Because it's like, no, you've been fucking gone for three months. We fucking stopped doing that stuff like two, three weeks ago, whatever the fuck it was. Like a it's month ago. When people disappear, we didn't continue. <laughs> yes, yes. No, we did not. It's like Haya left. You kind of left. Carrot kind of left. What about the three of us? We got tired of doing stuff, the three of us. So like, fuck this. We're tired. We would shout for people and we would get nothing. Imagine that. Shouting for Sortie and Ambuscade and Odyssey and getting nothing. Like, you get one person. It's like, well, we have four people. It's like, because people just don't join pugs anymore. And it's, it's, it's fucking disturbing. So... Maybe some of them are afraid. Like, they think they're going to be, like, criticized for being bad because they don't have all the... No, I'd there. have other people shout. I'd be like, okay, guys, maybe it's just me, you guys shout. And they would get nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? And then again, they wouldn't want to shout either. So we get that point where it's like, well, if you guys don't want to shout and I'm shouting, then maybe we'll just fucking... I'm not going to shout. Yeah, maybe we just won't bother. <laughs> yeah, cold day in hell when I shout. <laughs> I'll solo it first. <laughs> but that goes back to to essentially how the bots and everything have continued since our prior conversations, in my opinion, damaging the community to beyond the point of repair. It's, it's so, it is so damaged at this point that people don't want to join anything. And it's just, it's just bad. It's unfortunate. They just buy everything. There's just, it's like before I talked about how it's, it's killing the game. And I think at this point it really has, there's just people, obviously people still have statics and team up, but like finding people is more difficult now than I think it's ever been. And it's just bad. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a waste of time. Bad. Where we had nights where we were still running, and I'd yell for forty-five minutes and get no one. For for mainstream activities, this is not some niche activity. When I'm asking for Ambuscade, uh, Volume One, anything, or just Odyssey, Shoal City, just anything, and I, I, guess get, I like, get nothing. And so, like, come on, I I know I'm also someone blacklisted, but like, come, come on, there's no way not a single person <laughs> in an hour has responded to this. And it's just yeah. it's just bad. I guess I'm like somewhat spoiled by still having an actual static full of yes, people you are, who, so. who can go as anything. Hold on, <laughs> so. to, hold on to those people, Fox. Hold on to them closely. I mean, so far it's not very hard. I just communicate with them. <laughs> like That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, people got tired of doing the same stuff slash weren't available. So like, you know, when, when, when a third of the static's kind of done because they, they're tired of sorority, they're tired of this or that, you're like, you don't have much leeway. When, when the other part, when, when now the hand static's gone, so. We talk about it, and I always leave shit open uh, as well. Like it's that like you guys can do lot. what you want to do. Yeah, like we're not we're not set in stone on any particular activity anymore because we're done with everything. Like it's whatever they want to whatever they want to do at the end of the day. Like if they want to do Ambuscade, they can go do Ambuscade. I'll come along too. It's, Did it's you guys have the master trial? Uh, no, I can't. None of them are interested in it. Really? Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> I I'd like to do it. I mean, I mean, look how look how quickly it was beaten. I mean, it can't be that difficult. But... I feel like I'm the kind of guy who likes all the stupid shit no one likes. I mean, I I collect that stuff too. I I wouldn't mind doing. I, like, it. I don't care. I about put the it item. out. I just there, want to fight it. But I don't know. I... Like I know people only do stuff for the item, but I just want to fight it. Like the item's cool, and I like to wear it around. Like, look what I did. I, this is what I got from fighting it. But I just want to fucking fight that shit. I guess. I don't. I like. I don't. It hasn't really bitten me as a challenge bug, man. Like. Maybe the V25s killed something in me. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. A part of you dude. died in the battlefield of Shuljal. Like, the, that's the only thing that I can think of that, that could be an excuse here, because I, I don't mind doing the content. Like, I would go do it if, if people set up a group and wanted me to go. It's no problem, but I, I just... My group isn't interested, and, and, like, I'm generally disinterested in doing things that my group doesn't want to do, because I don't want to deal with other people, so... Um, if they just want to do some some low key RP farm and dick around, because like we just basically tell jokes the whole time, like <laughs> that sounds like a good, pretty good time too, honestly. 
Yeah, yeah. We just we just keep it like, really casual. Room. Yeah, we just kind of keep it casual. Like we we just stay together as a group. Um, we're not like rigid on anything. Like if people need some time off, we just communicate that. You know, they're always free to go do other things too. Like uh, uh, they can kind of do whatever. I I don't know. Like I honestly don't know what keep them coming back because you know I'm <laughs> habit. I don't know. Uh, maybe. You know, I still, despite all of the complaints I have about this game and how the community is is the worst it has ever been, ever, ever, and how people yeah. comment about how we used to enjoy this game, what happened to you guys being positive and, and all that, but... I enjoy the game still. I still, when I run around this game and everything, it is still as wonderful and as awesome as it has ever been, and that, that magic has never left, so I do enjoy running around. It is nice. I don't know what they're talking about. Um <laughs> It's 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 the sub things that I'm I'm less happy about. Like I like when I talked about like not wanting or not liking to be being a leader and stuff. Yeah, I absolutely hate that. But that's not all of Final Fantasy Eleven. Like yeah. you don't just define yourself with one thing. Like how one dimensional are you? Like it Most certainly are one dimensional though. So. You know, it, it, it's it's okay to hate one aspect of something. It doesn't mean that you hate the entire entity. <laughs> well, Fox, I have to identify in a certain way. I must only conform to this identity. There's, yeah, there's no I, guess other way. Gotta, I guess I guess you got to make sure you pick your box and fit in it, right? Pick so. your box and fit in it. I'm not going to go down that path there, but yeah. But anyway, like I, I don't know. Like they can say that I. I mean, it's their perspective too. Like if they think I hate the game, then they think I hate the game. But that doesn't mean I actually do. I, I don't just, know. I think people I'm need practical. To be- like I don't have a reason to log on unless my group's doing something. And it doesn't mean that um, we don't. Enjoy nobody it. in Discord has asked asked for help. When people ask for help in Discord, I set time aside and do it. <laughs> so and it's, it's funny as that is, Fox. Our Discord, for what you're seeing, is still more active than most other eleven Discords at all. Yeah, because, well, I mean, a lot of what we talk about is Demon Eleven. <laughs> well, we talk about a it's lot just of a bunch of broken people talking about broken things. <laughs> Fox, that's called life. Yeah, right. final life fantasy. Okay. We we have the life Discord. <laughs> the life. That's a that's a the, the horrible life ass board game. Let me tell you. And my really wife asked is. to play that board game, and I said, fuck no. Oh, man. Yeah. So, otherwise, besides the itch in the game and everything, I'm looking forward to the new Battlefield and stuff coming out. And, you know, I, I if, you know, what's good about that is when the new Battlefield comes out, if I get interested in the game a little more again, even though I'm kind of feeling like that, I like to kind of do some stuff again, feeling. Uh, as you give, okay. as you do, as you get. Uh, when that happens, I'm like, you know what? Since I'm here, let's do some fucking Ambuscade. And you know what? While I'm here, let me do those those silver vouchers for in a uh, a prime weapon. I'm oh, yeah, never I still gonna ever need to finish. go on. I still need to go on and do my silver vouchers this month. I have this never is the finished first a month, month in a, in a, in any history that I can remember that I didn't complete all of the monthly object- objectives on the first night. Like I just haven't logged in. <laughs> I same same thing here. I just, but I've never completed all of them in one go. I've never. Oh, I always sit down and do all 15. Yeah, because it's really fast. It only takes like 40 minutes. I feel like if I could repeat the Voracious Resurgence missions again, I would just do that because I enjoyed those missions so much. I'm like, oh, this is great. I would just, those Uh, those were so good. I suppose it depends on what DD you bring to kill all of the, um, all the 15 dudes. Yeah, like Black Mage might take a little while. Like I just go Sam and I two shot everything. Yeah. So that's, it's, 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 it's pornographic, basically. Pornographic. <laughs> I did complain that I could do it on Blue Mage. It'd also be fun, too. Probably the best way to do probably. my silver vouchers, of course, as well. Yeah. It's just going Blue Mage. But I did complain how I thought it was too easy to do for Race of Resurgence. And, and to a certain point, it was, but it was still very fun. So, <laughs> but otherwise, when it comes to stuff, I'm obviously doing Cat's Eye all the time. And uh, the next batch of Dynamis is releasing two out of four. 
and that's going to be interesting. So I've been watching players fight stuff because I finally have a little account I can sit there invisible in the zone with and, and watch players and you know and, and do that kind of thing. Like it's oh, cool. It's, you can stalk them from the bushes like you've always wanted to. I yeah, I, I get to be the voyeur. I've always I've always dreamed to be. There you go. Polyhu nice. voyeur francais. So oh boy. I hope they left you targetable just so you think you're invisible. But no, really no, you. it's I'm actually <laughs> invisible. Uh there was so there was this one group that's one of the top link shells in the server yesterday night. And they've been destroying all of it, whatever. They're walking through it. This is the easy stuff. It's supposed to be easier. And they finally get to this one thing. It's the first time they wipe and lose to a fight. And I pop up. I, I, like, I, I watch them fight this for like all this whole time. I watch them wipe slowly. I'm watching all this go down. And as I said, like, I'm, as I told you before, I go, why aren't you moving? What, like, why aren't you guys figuring out what's going on? Like, it was just like this slow, bad uh, death to this thing going on. I'm like, you guys probably could have still done this. And you just kind of clammed up and everyone just froze up and you guys kind of just wiped could have probably still have avoided this but they finally beat it at the end it was like a very long drought they had to, they had to rest they had to recover for five minutes as you do when you're on a weekend alliance and everything and when they finally beat it i took off my thing and i popped up and they've never seen my character before i popped up and i go you know i didn't think you guys were going to do that but good job and i went back invisible as soon as i said that and they all start freaking out like oh my god was that who's that and uh it was just kind of nifty to watch players go through that first kind of experience. And these players are all high and mighty warp and uh, like they wiped and everything. And they, they, then they started complaining. They go, oh, it was just because of the bad nav mesh and the mobs were aggroing from below. And I go, fuck, I watched that whole fight. You did not have all these random mobs from across the zone link everything. That did not happen. So don't don't make these excuses. Just just admit you wiped and be done with it. But I've been watching that. And it's been It's been really nifty when I hear about these guys in the interview talk about how mm-hmm. they're watching basically players... Uh, and versus their intentions and everything like i'm getting to actually experience that as a third party where i where like even if i want to like that's the only time i've ever popped up but even if i want to pop up i never do i'm like no nope, we can't show ourselves just just watch you're not here and like you don't have anything to say don't tell anyone anything just sit here and watch and i'm like that's that's different for me to do like i'm not used to just being the guy who's like i want to see how all our work is progressing out i want to see if we have to balance this or that and it's it's different mm-hmm. for me to be in that position and like I can't say certain things, obviously, and I can't and this and that. But it, it's it's kind of nice because I don't have to be that uh, scroungy guy anymore. I can just kind of like take what I know about the game, apply it, design things, do whatever. And then I get to actually watch the real people in that position do those things. And I go, huh, look at these players. They can't figure it out. Da, da, da. And like all the things like we had to go through. And I'm like, oh, this is actually really kind of fun. And so that's been that. And that's coming out. Uh, the other part Monday, so it's been interesting to watch like our design versus fixing bugs versus all this and watching players go through that. So that's been exciting. But otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, besides that, not too much. I've just been going through the motions, watching as I said, Shangri La, uh, this isekai bullshit where guy plays trash games at the. And <laughs> I mean, there's not really much interesting to report besides that. It's fair, man. It takes yeah, a lot of time just, to make it's low key fall. That's that's really it. <laughs> low key, so is is it like low key fall? Like like L O W K E Y or is it like L O K I some weird kind of fucking Asgard? No, I don't shit? have I don't have some weird Asgard shit to throw on this. Like that's not usually me. <laughs> do that. I know it's not usually you, but I meant the designers but it like made it like 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 some Norse bullshit or something. I don't know. No. It's just it's just it's kind of like it's it's a weirdly toned down i don't know it's strange for like as busy as i am like it just seems like there's like nothing happening this fall (laughs) so far so 
not like a whole lot to report on that isn't like me talking about school and you know if i'm reading my textbooks to my group as a meme i'm not going to do it on on the podcast so don't worry you mean you mean fox you're not sitting there designing reward systems for how fishing rewards people when they trade a fish in the gut with a custom gutting system you're not you're not thinking about that all day fuck no i'm not being paid for that i'm not being paid for it either <laughs> that's unfortunate dude it's kind of like being a parent and you get to see all these things it's like you know what i've created these problems i believe that that's I, a true i've statement. unleashed this upon the world you have created these problems but it's really kind of awesome to sit there and, and design out systems and watch like i'm watching players they go okay we're gonna throw nothing but summoners at this content and watching people figure out how they can low man in different ways and watching like all these things i'm like this is really cool to see because these are the kind of things we talk about in the podcast forever and it's a different context obviously it's not like retail is a different animal and everything compared to this but all the things we talk about like the strategy people come up with the way they see things complain attack problems or or you know what's a stronger job seen as what's the what's the quote unquote meta i fucking hate that term uh, of the of what's going on for x or y it's cool to see them come up with stuff and you can tell because there's players there who have never played retail and there's players who have so there are certain problems that occurred with certain things they had to overcome that were you know say there's uh, a tp move that's killing you in a fight and the players mm -hmm. who played retail were obvious because the way they overcame that was by reducing the number of people feeding tp and getting blue mages to feather tickle the mob and they feather tickled slash had like one ranger kill the mob so a tp move wouldn't go off because there's no kate set there's no reaving wind whatever there's feather tickle so they feather tickled the mob to death and i go as soon as i heard that happened and as soon as i saw that i go oh these motherfuckers played retail and i was correct because they did and the people who never played retail never even mm -hmm. conceived of that idea ever they never would have ever thought oh, of tp inhibition tp inhibiting the, the mob so it wouldn't do a certain move that's killing people in one shot so they, they well, I mean, they they probably have access to pendants too, because like that would have been around. They so, do, but they like, didn't bring you can, that. You can so. do monk stuff too. Yeah, they didn't bring monk because it wasn't as reliable, I guess. But they could have, and they should have. But that's how they they overcame one aspect of uh, it was by wing from Oriu was killing people, so they were using blue mage because oh. feather tickle was a wind move against an earth dragon in yeah. uh, the Bahamut version two fight. So they were using feather tickle to uh, limit the TP of just Oriu because Oriu was the one problem dragon TP. Or are they just controlling TP influx with like nukes or something? Were they just nuking it to death? No, they they were creating a skill chain with like two rangers and then just limiting TP and backing off and then limiting TP and then going at it again and backing off and oh, okay. trying to keep it from ever doing a TP move because you yeah, have an hour to yeah. fight it, so you take that one mob down in the longest time, and everything else is like you know fifteen minutes. They got it. Yeah, but it was the the non retail players would have never thought of that strategy because that's commonplace in retail. Uh, but it's 75. It is nowadays. <laughs> it is nowadays, yes. But that's how they thought of it because they're just applying retail logic to this game in that way. But at 75, no one would have thought of that strategy when just Feather Tickle existed only. They they would never would have done that. They would have done some pet stuff with avatars and summoners and changed everything around. Pet stuff. And yeah, that's what they would have done. They, they never would have thought of that. So it's interesting to see a modern perspective applied to some custom content. And also having plenty of people that have no idea what's anything to do with modern perspective because they never played retail do it with animals yeah but yeah that that's it for me and that's uh you know right. i think we've respected the time yeah yeah i gotta go have some dinner soon <laughs> i thought you had spaghetti and coffee fox yeah i know that was for lunch <laughs> lunch yeah been a lot i mean i don't know when eight you, hours ago yeah i was gonna say i don't know when you had lunch but i i typically eat within faster than than eight hours so by the time we started it had been like five and a half hours for you so 
I only eat like once or twice a day, dude. <laughs> once or twice a day? What are you, a cow? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, I eat my three meals, not because... Like four stomach. One of them is like just full of grass all the time. It's crazy. Just graze. I stare blankly. Damn it. Anyway, Fox, do you have any amusing tales to play? I know you don't. I'm just asking because I do that. I know you have no tales to, to say, but... I already sold my tale today about how I got secrets broke, but no, we're, no, we're done. Um, later, guys. <laughs>